and we are live. What's going on, my brother from another mother? What's going on, man? Retro Leo in the house. Hold on, let me let me make sure we're all good to go here on the Chizat. Let's check on the family. We got nine people watching already. That's awesome. Let me go to make sure I'm on comments here. All right. John Young in the house. How you doing, buddy? Welcome to this Sunday afternoon afternoon stream. <laughs> we'll give it that. <laughs> kind of. Oh, man. Everybody's popping up. Look at these guys. The Movie Dojo Army has arrived. Beautiful. Yeah. Gene, what's going on? Omni Blast. That's right. Shira, Red Sonia in the house. Let All us right. know if the audio is good. You sound pretty good, man. Gilbert, what's cracking? John Martinez in the house. 11 people watching now. Uh, your, your audio sounds good. You just look a little glitchy on my end. But Do I? Well, you, well, you sound glitchy, so oh, we just have to deal with well. that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when we're going live, right? Yes, like, sir. Have you ever seen that? Um, if you ever hear me say, we're live, buddy. Uh, have you ever seen the flub from Psycho Sid? He wasn't Psycho Sid yet, but he was on, he was on WWE. Totally botches yes. uh, his promo, and <laughs> and he thinks they're not live. Yeah, and he goes, "All right, start. Oh, yeah, do it again. Do it again." And then they're live. So Jr. is mm. like, "Hey, we're live, buddy." Yeah, yeah it's hilarious. It's so bad. So yeah. if you ever hear if you ever hear me say, "Hey, we're live, buddy," <laughs> it's Jr. <laughs> basically. Fourteen people. Beautiful. That's what I'm talking about. Fourteen people. Thanks, Thanks a lot, guys, for hanging out with us today on a Sunday. I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday, a uh, wonderful Christmas laid-back kickback. <clears throat> That's right. And uh, if any of you guys are wondering, I'm not going to answer any Wonder Woman com comments, okay? Because the Wonder Woman review will be uploaded tomorrow, all right? <laughs> you guys can let me know what you guys thought of Wonder Woman in the comments, but I'm not going to be uh, answering stuff. I'm going to wait till you guys... Uh, uh, I will wait till you know. I'm gonna upload it tomorrow. So, yes. All right. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. Lewis R says we're live, pal. It's either we're live, pal, or we're live, buddy. I got to go back and, and check it again. But yeah, it was hilarious. I uh, can Lewis, hear Jr. saying either one. Yeah, Lewis pal R Lord, says, buddy. "What it do?" He or says, we, "He says we both sound good." We're live, guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, pal. I'm not your buddy, guy. <laughs> <laughs> South Park, God damn so it. we are here guys in case you haven't noticed in case you didn't watch the intro in case you didn't watch the promo videos on the other social networking sites or if you don't see the background right here and over here we're talking sidekicks and beverly hills ninja two That's movies right. i loved i'm just gonna say right now i'm just gonna just shout it out to the winds standing <laughs> I am not ashamed to say standing on top of a metaphorical mountain, sir. Yes. That I enjoyed both of these films. Yes. What All about right. you? Cheers to the chat for hanging out. All right. Jonathan, what's going on? All right. I'm jumping the freaking gun. I want to know. I want to know what you think. All right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jump into it. Balin says retro Leo retro Leo, here comes the ruckus. That's right. The right. That's all I'll bring it. Omega well, let's, 32. Let's, let's obviously start with a film. We'll start with one. We'll start with the one that I I'll take the I'll I'll, I'll go first. Darn yeah, it. Go for it. It's your channel and I'll I'll just I'm just taking the lead here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. 
But let's start with Beverly Hills Ninja. What, what, what say you? Oh, we're going straight to Beverly Hills. All right. Let's do it. Let's go with Beverly, Beverly Hills, Ninja. Hills Ninja. All right. The All late, right. great Chris Farley, by the way. Yes, yes. Yes. One nimble, one nimble big man, I got to say, as well. Yeah, yeah. Kind of remind me of a little bit of a little bit of John Belushi there. Mm-hmm. That's right. I mean, he's doing like full-on legit like ninja cartwheels. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's the movie directed, Liu Kang. So Beverly Hills Ninja came out in 1997. It was directed by Dennis Dugan, uh, starring uh, Rest in Peace, Chris Farley, Robin Shu, right? Electric Boogaloo, and uh, many more. Chris Rock's in here also, and uh, and some others. But uh, let's go ahead and get get into it. So, chat, if you have not seen uh, Beverly Hills Ninja, the plot synopsis is basically a man tries to rescue a woman with a little help from his half-brother, played by Liu Kang. That's right, Robin, Robin Chu. Chu. So I watched this many years ago. Um, I didn't get a chance to catch it out or to catch it in theater. Saw it uh, when it became available on DVD. And me and, my, me and my homie Fat Ninja, we sat down and watched it, busted up laughing, which is cracking up now here's the thing here's the thing if you guys are not in the slapstick physical comedy right probably not gonna like this movie that much if you don't like classic in the prime three stooges i'm not talking about later three stooges i'm talking about the early days classic you know the, the best episodes of three stooges if you if that's not your type of comedy if you don't really like naked gun movies or airplane movies probably not gonna like this type of comedy because chris farley he's 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 hilarious his face expressions the way he acts the things that he does is hilarious but he's mostly known for doing a lot of physical comedy because like you said earlier he's a very agile big man right right so if that's not your thing then you're probably you're probably gonna pass on it all right but you know me and retro leo we have an open line we actually open mine we actually like different types of comedy. There's different genres of comedy. We're kind of fans of all of it. We like dry comedy. We like slapstick. We like it all, right? As long as it's well done. And Beverly Hills Ninja was well done. It's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you're offended by this movie, then you just don't have any, you don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Fat Ninja's Chinese. A buddy of mine, Wayne, he's Japanese. Both of them liked this movie, and then neither one of them were offended. But, you know, times have changed now, so I don't know. Even there were some iffy moments and sidekicks that some people today might be like, oh. But, <laughs> like I said, you got you have to have a sense of humor. Take a stick out of your ass, all right? You guys will enjoy the movie. But, like, like I said, if you like <clears throat> Beverly Hills, if you like slapstick physical comedy, you, you will enjoy Beverly Hills Nudgeon. Now, this... No, I thought it was fun. Now, here's the here's the thing. Raven Loon, what's go, welcome. Welcome to the stream. Here's the thing, though. Sometimes revisiting something many, many, many years later, it may not be as funny. Hmm. Right? So how did well, you here's, feel? An, here's an example. So it was this is this is an interesting episode. This is we got good picks here because sometimes a, com- a comedy, you may watch it later and be like, ugh, right? right. Here, here's a good example. Uh, uh, that's right. Chuck Norris rules. That's right, Gene. He does. Here's a, good, here's a good example. The Cable Guy with Jim Carrey, right? I I saw that in theater. I hated it. Did hated you really? it. I hated it, right? Wow. Then, 
10 years later, like 10 <laughs> years later or whatever, I watched it. I was just like bored. And I sat down and watched it on Amazon Prime or whatever. I, I don't know how I watched it later. Could not stop laughing. Right. Did not know what the what problem I had the first well, time I watched I, it. I, well, no, and not to get off topic, but I know no, why. It was a very weird, dark humor that was right after yeah. it was right after ace ventura the mask dumb and dumber and there was a cable guy and it was like this movie where it's like it's funny but like you're like is it funny like is it, right. it's weird it's like this weird dark humor that is almost borderline I yeah i wasn't expecting that right i think that's what it was and i think a lot of, i think over time there's more, just like you know, like me. There's more fans of Cable Guy now. Yeah, I love the Cable Guy. Personally. Yeah, it's, I could not stop laughing. I was like, "What the fuck was my problem?" The, the medieval time scene is still, you know. Yes, it's 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 the stupidest line ever. But he's just like going down, down, down. <laughs> Redneck going down. It's so stupid, yeah. but so funny. Okay, we're getting and, off and, topic. And then, and then fighting uh, Matthew Broderick, but he's like singing the Star Trek theme music. I mean, that's oh, a theme. God. One of the songs from the episode where they fought with, you know, Kirk and Spock. Yeah. Fought. But, dude, I could not stop laughing. So sometimes that sometimes that happens with comedies, right? Right, right. Or vice versa. You can be like, dude, I, I am not laughing. So, what'd you do about Chris? What'd you, what, how did you feel about Beverly Hills Ninja? Were you still laughing? So, first time I watched it, laughing hysterically from beginning right. to end. Right, right. Now, remember, this is 1997. Okay. So by the time I watched it on video, maybe two, three years after, or whenever it came out on video, that's when I watched it for the first time. So uh-huh. you could say still we're still in the 90s. So since the 90s, I've only seen it once all the way up till now. I still found it funny. Nice. Okay. I still found it funny. I did not laugh as much as I did, you know, earlier. I don't remember. I Because I remember dying. I was in tears. I still found it hilarious, though, and I still I still laughed. I still enjoyed it. I right. still thought it was fun. I still thought it was a fun movie, right? So we so we have um, uh, Chris Farley. He's he's uh, known as the what is it? The Great White Ninja. And it was yeah, he's been, yeah. Go ahead. He's been thrown into the ocean apparently yeah. by by some someone, and he's in the ocean in a basket, and mm-hmm. he's been rescued now yeah. on a foreign land. And an ancient white baby in an, in, a, in an Asian land, basically. Right. And so he is now going to be known as the Great White Ninja. He's going to be raised as such. I don't know why I'm talking in an English accent. <laughs> He's going to be raised as such as the Great White Ninja. Yeah. And uh, basically, it's just funny because you, you come to find out he ends up being, you know, kind of like a clumsy, you know, like overweight, you yeah. know, like kid, basically. He kind of grows up and you see him growing up. Yeah. <clears throat> and he wants so desperately to be you know, you know, just one of know, the guys, just one of them wants to be respected as this ninja yeah. compadres, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And he's looked after by the head, the head of the, the head monk or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the head, head of the ninja clan yeah. and yeah. Uh, the head monk. And sure. uh, he basically, you know, he's looking after him, but he won't let him go on the missions and he won't let him do this. And then comes a time where they're going to be, they're going to be knighted if you will, knighted as ninjas. Get the medallion, yeah. And you're going to get the medallion, and he does not get one. No, no. And uh, he's a little bummed out. Yeah. I like the scene where, before we get to that, uh, the master sits down with Robin Shue, and he's, like, asking him, he's like, tell me, what do you think of your brother? And he goes, 
he has a good heart. He's a great guy, you know, all this stuff. And then he's like, tell me what you really think of your brother. He's a fat idiot. <laughs> he's clumsy. He's a disgrace to the Ninja Clan name. Right, uh, that, right. that made me laugh. So why does why does he end up in the in the in America again? Why does he go to America? Because of hot chick. Right. Because of hot chick. Comes to the dojo yeah. and says, because the ninjas are off to a mission, comes to the dojo, says, you got to come off, you know, I need your help, whatever. My, yeah. I forgot why. So Her, he fian- goes, her hey, fiance might be up to something. Right. So right. he goes, I'll help you. I'm the greatest white ninja. Let me show you. And then, of course, that's where that slapstick comedy comes into play. Starts doing a bunch of shit with wet bins and hits yeah. himself and breaks he actually, the three The three section staff there. He was he good, right? He was moving it pretty legit. Of he course, was, you know, yeah. it, you know it's trained. comedy, so he fucks up the, the dojo doing it. But I was, bit, I was looking at the technique. I was like, <laughs> he was actually pretty good there. He was trained a bit. Yeah. And so yeah. anyway, he ends yeah. up going to America, and, and he's she thinks he's this great white ninja, and this and that. And he goes on this mission in America to catch her bad guy husband from doing bad things. You right. know, and it, so and, and Robin Shu, of course is sent along for the ride uh reluctantly in, in in hiding so so chris farley does not know that mr robin she was there with him yeah and like you said reluctantly yeah and uh he's like please anything but that don't send me please right. <laughs> but we get a lot of a lot of funny shenanigans with uh yeah. robin shoe uh kind of helping out help him helping him out haru that's right helping <laughs> him out and but, but like guy. I like how he's hi- uh, Robin Shu is like hiding in the closet. Right, right, right. And then he opens he up the closet, all the and throws, all the, throws all the swords in there. <laughs> he shuts the door. You hear in the background a little like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like this, but just just the physical comedy. Like when the first, you know, when the hot chick shows up in the dojo and she's like, uh, you know, are you really a ninja? And he's like, I'll prove it to you. I'll disappear or whatever. And he right. he, he says, count to ten. And he's running everywhere in the dojo, like this horrible disguise, like horrible hiding places. And then at the end, he's like, fuck it. He just jumps through the wall. Hilarious. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's it's definitely funny if you like watching yeah. people get hurt and fall down and hit themselves with things, which is pretty much, I would say, the, the you know, the, the, the epitome of this, the, the comedic parts of this film. You know yeah. what I mean? Or watching Robin Shu get hurt. Yes. Hold on. So Balin says... Uh, what's going on, Gary D? Welcome. Gary D. Christian Bale, when asked what his favorite movie was, named Beverly Hills Ninja, saying he watches it all the way through every time it's on television. Wow. <laughs> ah. wow. Oh, man. That is amazing. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. It's funny. It's, yeah. it's just really is. It's not 14% bad. No. That it's is- not ridiculous it's not a masterpiece it's not 65 percent or higher in my opinion it's not fresh no well i would put i would put airplane like way ahead of this in terms of hilariosity there are a lot better slapstick comedies out there however however this is an enjoyable watch there's actually legitimate funny moments in there and And, you can watch it and have a good time it's a good one the fight scenes, there's you know a pretty badass fight scene uh, when it finally the picks up at the end, yeah. Between yeah. him and Robin Shu and all these these thugs or whatever, it's pretty entertaining. I mean, yeah. it's entertaining watching so, Liu Kang 
kick some ass and Chris Farley hold his own in these scenes. I think my favorite disguise in the movie is <laughs> where he te- where he goes up to the girl. <laughs> he's all like, "I Haru am disguised as a pimp." <laughs> to save you oh my god as a pimp to save do you, think, you. Do, you think, do you think chris rock's you know, character was was kind of just thrown oh, in there or you did know, you like it's funny actually chris rock's character was a perfect uh i think was a perfect addition actually i completely forgot about yeah. chris rock's character yeah. until you said that yeah he did a great job with it it was just funny it was like yeah. he was like just I, going I, along for the kind of expected him to be in the movie more, but he right. he worked with he worked well with Farley. Yeah. I like when I like when he puts on the blindfold, you know, and he sits in the back seat. He's like, I my my sense, my I will oh my I will God. lead the way, just follow my instructions. And right. Chris Rock's driving in the front. Yeah. And it's like, turn left. He's like, I'm turning left. He's like, no. And then they end up in a car wash. <laughs> <laughs> and then he and we're you laughing. Us we're astray. Yeah. Sea <laughs> <monsters>. <laughs> yeah. They go in the car wash. He's like, you've led us astray. <laughs> oh my God, dude. I'm dying. Those big wipey things. Oh yeah. my God, dude. I was dying. It but, was just 14%. No. Yeah. Ridiculous. No. The, 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 the comedy was on point for yeah. what it was. Yeah. For what it was, it was, yeah. it was good. You know, I, I enjoyed the, uh, the bootleg Benny Hanna. Restaurant mm-hmm. scene where he's just like, yes, he was fine. Oh my god, that's that's got to be my favorite part of the film. It's got to be my favorite part again. 14 percent. It's just as we talk about all these things, I'm just like, no, 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 no. yeah. yeah. The, and then there's a badass little shootout fight scene after that, you know, right. Every, and from beginning to end, too, as a film. It's yeah. a cohesive film from beginning to end, yeah, with the climax, right, and and an arc. Yeah, it all comes full. It all comes full circle, and a nice little funny ending to round it all out. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so I want to say forty. I want to say, you know, if if I rate, if I if this could be re-rated, if we could re-rate this, which I feel like a lot of these old comedies need to be re-rated or yeah. or need to be re-rated with an open right. mind, I would uh-huh. say forty percent. Right, thirty-eight to forty percent, and and and, I'm, and honestly, I mean, I like it. I love. I really like the film. Yeah, but I say forty-five. But, yeah, but but again, when I compare films, yeah. I go, okay, well, what other like you know, is it as good as these movies, or whatever? So I try to conservatively put it at like 40, 30 right. or forty. You yeah. say forty-five, which I can't disagree with. Yeah. What is what is what does the chat think? Imran, he says, uh, Beverly Hills Ninja, a childhood favorite. Still have the v- VHS. I'd watch over and over. Yeah, that's right. So it looks like, and I think uh, Omni Blast earlier said, "I remember having a fun time when it when it came out." So it looks like overall, <clears throat> overall, people enjoyed the movie. Obviously, the audience score is higher. Yeah. The audience score is higher than the critic score. Of course, but fourteen percent though, it makes you wonder. What kind of movie were you expecting? Well, <laughs> you know what I also it's think. Just, it's just strange though. I, like, yeah. what kind of movie were you were you expecting? I'm trying to wonder if it was just maybe you know a lot of good good films. I feel yeah. like good films yeah. came out in the 90s, right? Yeah, you know, we're talking like starting in 1990 with like Goodfellas, for example, like, right. like good movies. And I don't know if maybe it just gets so far lost in the translation, or just so far lost in the plethora of good films where yeah. you're watching something like you know, a, a real high rate, like tombstone or, you know, just a good movie. And then you watch 
Beverly Hills Ninja as a critic, and you're like, what the "Fuck is this?" Right. This you know, is stupid. So, so yeah. I can, I guess, I can understand the the disparate. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is the disparity. Whatever word it is that they can't differentiate. You know, enjoy right. it for what it is. Like this yeah. is a slapstick comedy. So, how right. good is this? As a slapstick comedy, right? Not there, how good is this? There's some, bad, there's some bad slapstick comedies too. Yeah, but this is definitely one of the good ones. Uh, Gilbert uh, says he remember watching it once, and he remembered liking it. That's right. right. I mean, I don't think we've seen anyone say that they haven't liked it. You know? Yeah, so it's kind of like my ex hated it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, where are we going now? <laughs> no, but I'm just I'm trying to think of like the only per, the only person I can think of who did, did in my life who didn't like yeah. the film. I showed it to one person who didn't like it, but everyone else I know, yeah, it's you know, stupid likes funny. It. It's stupid it funny, is. but it's good stupid funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> so just just for fun, just for chat and everybody hanging out. Thanks again for hanging out. Twenty two people watching us right now. You guys rock. Uh, so one of the main uh, villains, minion, the fiance, uh, was played by Keith Cook, who uh, was a very badass martial artist, and you can remember him from playing Reptile in the first Mortal Kombat movie, and then he played Sub Zero in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. But I actually, I actually met Keith Cook. There he is. I don't know, can you see him? So that's Holy me. shit. And Keith Cook right there. Who is that badass looking guy with the glasses? That's the guy. That's like <laughs> wow. so I was a lot saying. younger. I was a lot younger and thinner there, my friend. Hold on, I got more. So wait, the, the 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 bad guy from this film. Remember, he had two, he had two minions, and when the fights got intense at the end, and yeah. the two guys jump kick each other, uh huh. One one of them is was Keith Cook, but he had a mustache. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But he, but yeah, great guy. Met him and one of the stuntmen. See, again, you were going back to how some of the action scenes were actually well done, right? Right, right. One of the stuntmen is your boy, bro, from Best of the Best. Simon Reed was what? there. If you look for him, Simon Reed, brother Wait, of Philip, Philip Reed, the brother of Philip Reed, the one oh, who okay, played okay. The, the main villain at the end of Best of the Best with the whoa, eye. Right. Whoa. Yeah, he's one of the stunt guys running around doing fights and stuff. Like, if you no look, no way. So I, I met him as well a long time oh, ago. Now you're just showing off. That's <laughs> for chat. <laughs> now you're just showing you off. Me and uh, Simon Ree, great guy, very nice That's guy. Badass. And of course, got to got to save the best for last. Here's me with uh, Robin Shoe, Luke Kang. Wow. There you go. I don't know if That's you guys pretty, can see that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty yeah. cool. You put yeah. me to shame. All nice guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Raven Loon, Fat Samurai, Seagal Face. <laughs> Gonna make Seagal Face. Uh, <laughs> Ballin, Beverly Hills Ninja was better than Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we both feel like, yeah, we, we, it should be better. Now, now, I am one with the universe. Now, let's, <laughs> let's move on to sidekicks. Man, you're in a rush. All Let's right, move hold on. on to sidekicks. Unless there's more you think we can talk about. No, I, overall, I think, overall I think we covered the, the, the meat of Beverly yeah. Hills. It's a fun. I, I just thing. don't want to exhaust as cool as chat is as, as cool as chat is. I don't want chat to be like, fuck man, how much more are we gonna talk about Beverly? I don't know. I, you know, I'll tell you what. No, no, Beverly we can do it right now. You know, actually, I'll tell you what though. What did you think 
because there's something I do want to talk about still about Beverly. Okay. Hills. Okay. What did you think about the villain in the in the Beverly Hills Ninja? Eh, a little stock. A little stock villain. Yeah. You know? like, it would have been a little evil businessman. That's all he was, really. He was what? Evil businessman. Oh, I think it's Vince, evil Vince McMahon. I was like, same oh. thing. <laughs> <laughs> evil businessman, like like the you know like the bad guy from from uh, from uh, James Bond. Was it the second one? Crappy one. The new crappy one. Second one. We're talking about Quantum of Solace. Yeah, like it was like a, just a terrible, like just terrible villain. Yeah, like I'm an angry man with money. Yeah, and that's about it. That's it, really. Yeah, you know, it could have been but, a little bit better. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. as far as like the villain goes, I'm trying to think. Obviously, we loved the film, but was what were things that could have been better about the movie? You know what I mean? I think the oh. villain could have been better. Okay, I got, I got something. Trey Doe, what's cracking? He's saying, "What's up, Fast Samurai guy and Retro Leo?" Um, what's going on? One thing I think they could have. I mean, obviously, more fighting, but but the movie did a good job building up to when finally, you know, the Great White Ninja finally. Starts kicking ass and taking names. Right. You don't mess with my brother. <laughs> right. Then he goes crazy with the with the swords and all that stuff, blocking the bullets. All that. That stuff. was sick. <laughs> right. I'll I'll uh, give you that, sir. So uh, let's see. I think we didn't need. I think I think they, <clears throat> they could have threw in Chris Rock a little bit more. Maybe he could have like bootleg fought a little bit. Yeah. Because he just swung through the building and crashed, and that was it. <laughs> right, he just falls on the guy. Um, uh, they uh, they didn't need to play as much as I think as much fun as the song is. I don't think we needed to hear everybody was kung fu fighting like five times. I th- I think they should have <laughs> saved it at the end when he finally starts kicking ass or leave it in the credits. But we had like five different versions. We had the regular kung fu fighting. Everybody was kung fu fighting, and then when the when the Keith Cook and the other guys showed up, then it was like the techno version. Everybody right, right. was kung fu fighting, and then at the end credits, we had like a remix of everybody was kung fu fighting. It was like okay, <laughs> it was like we didn't need we just, just use it once. It's fine. It would have served its purpose. I know uh, we're supposed to talk about things we don't like about the film, but I just can't because I'm already thinking of something I loved about the film. Okay. Remember when he's walking through. Remember when he's walking through the uh, metal detector at the yeah, airport. Yeah. <laughs> and he like he like walks through because he's like never been like in America before. He like walks through and just goes like it starts going off. He goes, dah, 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 and starts hitting it, right? And yeah. then the guy's just like, empty your pockets, sir. And so he just starts bringing out like some ninja stars. <laughs> and then like a couple size, you know, two full length swords. You know? <laughs> yeah, he clanks them together. He's like <laughs> oh my god dude, that, there are some funny parts of that i liked all the astral plane stuff when he would like oh yes, send yes. his spirit to the astral plane to, to meet yeah. up with the master to get advice and he's yeah. always just fucking up and just flying out of frame and stuff yes. uh, that was fun uh let's see what else are we what else are we missing are we missing anything else the girl was hot. I mean, are we allowed to say that these days? She was very fine in this movie. I think that was the point. That was the point of her role. Was she, yeah. It's not like the you know th- that particular role in the film was like you know for her to do much. It was just like literally like since the beginning of the film, it was like 
shortest skirt possible, uh, <laughs> lowest top possible. I mean, literally, it was pretty in your face. Like the, the sexuality, they were like trying to beat you over the head with it with their character. So hey, why not? Let's yeah. appreciate it for what it was. <laughs> but I, li- I like at some point, you know, even the masters like hitting them over the head. Like you're being an idiot, just blindly following her because she's hot. Right. You know, you need to start questioning things because it's possible she sets you up. Exactly. So at least the movie gives you that. Or and then he questions her too. He Haru, not no longer dressed as a pimp. You know, he uh he questions her. He's like, I don't know, you lied to me. You know what I mean? So at least it has that. I traveled here disguised as a pimp to help you. Because he never heard the word pimp before. So that's why it's so funny because he just heard it. It's like I'm here as a pimp. Yeah, it's a you. <laughs> I like when when he just showed up in the strip joint, and he's all like trying to be calm and professional, and you know he's like, "I'm one with the universe." I'm one with the universe, and then once that girl starts twerking and shit, he's just like, "No, I am no longer with the universe." <laughs> he starts dancing. <laughs> oh man, it's just good laughs, you know. I oh, feel like yeah. you know you could put that on in a film. In cool. a room full of 10 people. Yeah, 14 Yeah, fourteen percent is ridiculously low. Yeah, 40% is good. That's insulting, insultingly low. And I don't even know. Yeah, especially to the late great Chris Farley. Come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, very Hello? interesting though. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. The titular uh character of both films that we're talking about are deceased. <laughs> Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, Chris Farley died, and Jonathan Brandis took his yeah. life back in two thousand one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very interesting, actually. Yeah, looking at it, those pictures. Another uh, another young uh, talent. Uh, well, Chris. Far- well, yeah, Chris Farley died young, but in a way, he did but, uh, you know, kind of took Brandis, his life in a but Jonathan, different way. Jonathan really had a lot of potential. He really had a lot of potential to. You know, become a, a you know when get older and become an adult star. But as a child star, he was good. He was good. You know, even though Never Ending Story, the second movie wasn't as good as the first. Obviously, he was all in. Yeah, and he and, was and he was popular, which I never watched. But apparently, Sequest. Yeah, I never watched that either. I never watched it, but that's tighter, where he right? that's where he got all his fame and his teen heartthrob status and his Zach Morris. <laughs> level of, of yeah. status in, in the teen minds during that time period and uh yeah. and then like you said then he was in uh, never any story two which like you said wasn't as good but was a good it was an entertain it kind of, honestly kind of deserves that it, it's low rating like we'll, we'll we'll never even need to discuss that film that's a shitty film but and yet and yet it's still a billion times better than never ending story three Oh God! Have you God. seen the third one? Oh, I holy can't. fuck! I can't. It's it's puke. It's terrible. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But so Sidekicks, starring Chuck Norris and now, the late Jonathan. Tell Brandon. me how you uh, Sidekicks came out in 1992. Tell me how you came across Sidekicks, and I'll tell you how I came across. It. You know, I'm trying to think. Was it a movie that was on TBS or something, and I caught it, or was it? something I rented at Blockbuster because, you know, there would always be times where we go to the video store and my, I, I begged my mom to let me rent a couple of movies. So she let me pick out a couple while she was picking out hers. And I feel like that would be one I would have picked out. 
you know, that's right. kind of how I came across different movies. That's how right. I randomly saw trading places. Right. You know what I mean? Like just right. random films. It, was, that I it probably made anything. more sense that you did rent it on video because yeah. I'm older than you. Mm-hmm. So I saw this in theater when it came out. Okay. Okay. So that probably by the time you got to it, it was probably yeah. a video. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I might have rented it because I saw the karate on the front, yeah. you know. And thanks and, a lot, uh, uh, Scat Man. Thanks, man. I remember thanks taking the, uh, martial arts around that age. I was a you know young youngster taking Tang Sudo karate. Mark so, Flores in the house. Welcome. What's going on, guys? All right. So uh, Scat uh, Scat Man. <laughs> so Scat Man, the movie. So, Sidekicks, directed by Aaron Norris, brother of Chuck, uh, starring Bo Bridges, Jonathan Brandis, uh, Mako, one of my favorites, Julia Nixon, also known as the one and only love interest to Rambo, First Blood Part Two, Electric Boogaloo, Mm. and, of course, you know, uh, we have Garrett Graham, Bud the Chud (laughs) is in this, and uh, Richard Mole. You know, a lot, a lot of a lot of pleasant side characters we have here. Uh, but uh of course, your favorite, Danica. Oh yes. That's that's, that's my that's childhood crush. School crush, right? Childhood crush, the one of yours, Winnie. All Back right. in the day when I was a young yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> All right. So uh those of you who have never seen sidekicks, it is about a bully. That it's about a bully teen who fantasizes about being Chuck Norris, sidekick, and he trains in martial arts to fulfill his dreams. Very simplistic story. Now, uh, before we get into our likes and dislikes of sidekicks, um, let's see. Uh, do you think the movie would have worked better if Jonathan Brandis's character was younger? Not to say preteen, teen to an adult can't have can't daydream and can't fantasize and can't have imagination but do you think as a movie it would have made would have been better if he was younger hmm. what do you think or would have worked both way it would have worked either way i don't know if it would have worked uh i think part of the reason why he was such an outcast was because he was daydreaming at, at an older age Right. And why and why the kids were able were, were so mean to him, you know, because it's like what you know what the fuck is your problem? You know what I'm saying? I like still, I like this movie, but I still think Barry Wary is a horrible diss. Right. right. <laughs> that is one of the worst diss. Yeah. Come on, high school students. Yeah. Barry Wary. Barry Wary. Are you five? Are you five years old? What is this? Yeah. Could have came up with so, a better diss, but go ahead. So in case you haven't seen the movie, people guys, in case you haven't seen the movie, I know the synopsis. I don't know if it really covers it, but you know, basically, you know, he he has these daydreams where all of a sudden he's just a very elaborate. That's what the movie's so. The movie's just good fun, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's just good. Who good has fun? But who hasn't, as a child or older, mm-hmm. or more more so a child, fantasized about being Batman or Superman? Right or had dreams of where you're with your hero or you are your you you are playing your hero going well, he, on I don't know. going on adventures. Everyone's done this. Did they say he has a condition or I don't remember because I know he has asthma, but I don't yeah. remember. Did they say he That's has a the condition? Inhaler I've ever seen in my life. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> like this big, dude. Like what the hell? So Is I that how inhalers looked in the nineties? <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if he had a condition or if it was just because this this dude, this kid's like in class during the day, yeah. and all of a sudden he's like just zonked out. Right. Apparently, having some you know elaborate dream of him like in the jungle, you know, and just you know that's what was so cool about this movie was there were several, I think at least three or four. Or five, yeah. if I want to count correctly, big scenes. Right. Well, the you first, know, one, and, first one, and when, he's in a, dressed up as ninjas. Right. Chuck. They have and a Chuck's, ninja always, ninja fight. Chuck's always there, but it's different, though. Right. You know what I mean? But it's always him and Chuck as action stars together yeah. or ninjas <laughs> or something, yeah. and they're doing it together. There's the you know homage I mean? to uh, Chuck Norris's mission in action, mission in action films. Yeah, I love I love the homage to Hitman, and mm-hmm. they even put they even put Brandon, Jonathan Brandon his hair is like oh, it's back. <laughs> the it's like back the like bullet. it was oh hilarious, dude. Oh man, it was great. Yeah, and then there's uh, an important scene where he's at the school and everyone's dogging him because he's got to yeah. climb the rope. Yeah, into the top, and he can't do it. Right. And he sees Dino Chuck Norris. Up. He yeah. sees Chuck Norris on the rope next to him. Yeah. And he helps talk his he shows him wrap your leg around the rope right. and this and that. And it helps take the weight off this and that. And helps climb. And he so he climbs to the top. Right. And everyone's looking at him like, who the fuck is this guy talking to? Whatever. But either way, he gets it done. Right. Hey Mark, Mark appreciate you, Mark. Thanks, man. We appreciate your donation, man. Appreciate well, that, bro. Thank you so much. So anyway, he's that was a good scene. The, the cool yeah it was real cool and 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 eventually the, the the point of the film is is eventually there's this big karate tournament and uh he goes you're getting a little yeah. little glitchy oh i'm fine well you may be fine but i you've I'm been seeing, since we started <laughs> i'm seeing you go like i'm seeing you go like this that's that's you since you started oh, i don't know man shit now it's just all right, well, at least I can hear you. That's all, all right. that matters. So, right. so he get, he ends up at this karate tournament, and yeah. now there's really Chuck Norris is there. Like Chuck is actually there, right? So he sees Chuck for real, and because yeah. uh, they dad's, need a, they need a fourth partner, otherwise they can't enter the tournament, right? Because there's there's a poor man's Miyagi basically in this film. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. Nice. Mako, do not bash the name. Mako Mako is the man. Nice. (laughs) Give me a second. Maybe script wise. The script wise, yeah. I liked it. It was it was poor man's Miyagi, and not that he was bad. Not that he was bad at it. Yeah. But it was kind of like, you know, it was, you know, karate kid, Miyagi teaching Daniel. It was kind of the same thing. You know what I mean? And okay. Him teaching, him teaching. Could, could this movie be one of the better Karate Kid clones? Yeah, yeah, I want to say that. Yeah. Almost like a, almost like a Karate Kid clone or a Karate Kid, not a parody, but you know, almost a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I would it's say that. Kind of similar. I mean, there were a lot of them. A lot of yeah. them did come out. You know, Absolutely. I just watched a uh, really bad Italian ripoff uh, called Karate Warrior. And it was terrible. <laughs> so, fans of Karate Kid, stay away from the the Italian ripoff called Karate Warrior. It sucked. It was very disappointing. Uh, so it was cool though that they ended up. You know, he ends up getting to fulfill his dreams. You know, and he gets to fight alongside Chuck for real. And Chuck's like, "Yeah, Chuck, 
fuck it. Why not? He's like in the audience and he's just, you know, I guess his dad goes and talks to him and convinces yeah. him. And so he comes down and 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 uh and Brandis is just sitting there and all of a sudden Chuck just comes and sits like right next to him. And right. he looks up and he looks up at him and he goes and sees him and just starts freaking out. Chuck's yeah. just like Hi, I'm Chuck Norris. <laughs> exactly. And then he's like, so let's go win this thing, eh? Yeah. <laughs> let's go fight together. It's it's kind of cool, you know. Because I, I liked it because, you know, I feel like when I was that age, I was kind of an outcast. You know, I went to a lot of different schools, didn't have like a lot of good footing, a lot of foundation anywhere. So I kind of uh-huh. like feel like I kind of identified with him in certain ways. And um, you know, I feel like, you know, that that movie was just cool, just like being able to you know, see him fight alongside his hero. And it was just like, a, it was just cool. I don't know, man. It was just like, you're almost vicariously living through this character. You know what I mean? Right. If you yeah. kind of had similarities with him. So I, I, that's why I liked the movie so much. You know what yeah. I mean? It yeah. was like being able to fight alongside your hero or do anything alongside your hero um, seems very unre, you know, out of bounds, out of the bounds of reality, but that's what films are for. All right. So we have Severio says, what's up, guys? Is Sidekicks better than Chuck Norris's other film, Top Dog? <laughs> you know what? I actually saw Top Dog in theater. I took that, I took my mother to go see that just for just to get her out of the house. I don't remember it. I'd have to watch Top Go Top Dog, excuse me, uh, to answer that question. Most likely, probably yes. Uh, I'm sure Sidekicks is better than Top Dog. <laughs> uh Trado says. Sidekicks uh, and Three Ninjas is, is in his top Karate Kid clone type of films. Yes. Uh, he does recognize it, right? Absolutely. All right. So before we go back to what we really liked about the movie, I got to bring up some negatives. All right. Now, if you're not a fan of Chuck Norris, right? It's, and that's perfectly fine. If you like Van Damme or other people better and you're not a fan of Chuck, that's fine, right? If you're not a fan of Chuck, and and if you're watching this movie as an adult like my age, watching it right now, you're probably gonna fucking hate this movie. <laughs> you're probably if you're not really into martial arts films in general, uh, you're probably gonna be like, this is the worst fucking piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. Okay, right? So we got to be honest here. We got to be honest, right? But luckily for me. I was a fan of martial arts movies when I saw this. Luckily for me, I was at the right age when I saw the movie. I enjoyed it in theater. And everybody else in the theater, I remember everybody else was busting up, dying, laughing, and everybody else was having a good time. However, as a child and as an adult, not a big fan of Joe Piscopo. Not a big (laughs) fan. I think every movie he's in, he's trying too hard to be funny. Are you talking about the bad guy? Yeah, Joe Piscopo, trying yeah. way too hard. Yeah, and I, he's like a live-action cartoon character, c- cartoon villain in this. Maybe they were going for that. I don't know. But even the bikers that were in the, you know, you know, trying to trash the the restaurant and Mako kind of fucks them up. Even they were like cartoon characters. Again, that could be on purpose. Right. <clears throat> but everything I've seen Joe Piscopo in, he acts the same way. Like he's just really trying too hard. And one of my favorite B movies, Dead Heat with Treat Williams, very fun action horror movie. He, in my opinion, was the worst part of that movie. So, okay, so let's let's get to Joe Piscopo. So when we get to the Hitman sequence, all right, <clears throat> I loved everything about the Hitman sequence. 
But Joe Piscopo in that, <laughs> I know he's supposed to be overtop villain, but that's okay for the dream, right? The problem is he acted the same way in real life that he right. did in the characters in the dream, right? Right. So, but in the dream, I, I, I'll never forget this scene because I remember being young and being in the theater, and I remember being so embarrassed that I remember feeling bad I brought my dad to see this. <laughs> and that was the part of the movie where for no reason, because I'm like, oh, shit, they're coming in like Hitman. This is awesome, right? I remember for no reason he starts conducting he starts conducting while his guys are like working and creating whatever the fuck they're doing with the paint and whatever the fuck that's pain even watching it now even watching it recently i was like dude what the fuck is this right even even for a child movie what the fuck was that? And he's all thinking he's and he's all thinking he's method acting, like probably doing something really good. <laughs> I was like, dude, what is this? Thankfully, thank God, we go back to we go back to the hitman scenario, and I love the scene where they're hiding, they're hiding for cover, and I love the scene where out of nowhere. Jonathan Brandis takes out a bazooka. <laughs> he takes out a bazooka. And he looks at Chuck Norris, and Chuck Norris is like, where the hell did you get out this like, Where the hell did you get that from? And then Jonathan Brandis's face was great. His reaction was like, like, he could not wait to blow some people up. I was like, oh, thank God that happened, because... I was like, oh, my God. Can oh, my God. Kill, kill him! Kill him! <laughs> Every time Joe Piscopo showed up, I was just yelling that, watching like kill him. But anyway, now I think and this- some and in the movie, I thought any sometimes the dream sequences were great and I love them and they're they're the things people remember about the movie. But sometimes it didn't work when the movie was trying to be dramatic. Right, right. All right? It was him. It was Piscopo. It was it was like <laughs> I know. Entirely- but but when you have, I mean, when he. <laughs> When you have, you know, the the Winnie. Oh, you pity me, Winnie. I call I'm calling her Winnie, goddammit. You pity me, you pity me, like they said you do. You pity me. Ah! He runs away and then he has, has an attack and falls over. We go from that to him. But you know, the, the, the actor plays Bull on Night Court. I forget his name, but he's in the movie, he's gym teacher, and he shows up as the German Nazi That's right. guy. And right. he's like tightening, like got him in a torture rack thing and the chains. Cool, right? his and he's all like, You will now die, and you, and you will die. You will die. <laughs> and then Chuck Norris is on the side, he's like, Breathe, you know, breathe. I know you can do it, breathe. And he's like, I can't, I can't. And then it cuts back to, you know, the the the, the, the Nazi face, and he's all like, ah. <laughs> and then we go from that to Oh, oh my God, he's not breathing. Then they go from that to him being in the EMS, but the EMTs, and he's in the ambulance. We go from that to the ambulance. Oh my God, I'm, my son's not breathing. I'm like, oh no, movie, movie. He's trying. It was trying. <laughs> it, was trying it was trying to tell you what it was trying to show you what was going on in Brandis's mind. So Brandis is in the hospital. Well, I'm glad Brandis. I'm glad during death or him dying. I'm glad he has a sense of humor. Well, the genius. point is. is he, <laughs> 
the point is, is he was always dreaming, so he can't breathe, and he thinks that he's being crushed by this, you know, Nazi crazy man. But really, he's just, you know, having an, an asthma I get attack. It. Then you go from that to serious. I'm just saying. I'm just pulling. I know right. you can overlook it. You can overlook it and still enjoy the movie, which You're is right. fine. But I just had to. I just had to bring that up. All right, because remember, I'm watching this as an adult now, so I just had to bring that up. All right, all right. Anyway, uh, let's see. Now, the the cool part about the ending, uh, Winnie's the- character. Wait, before we get to the ending, Winnie's character, full of shit or legit? Because she did not. He asked her out, man. Did she really pity him? And then she, she was like, "Oh, yeah. about that." Like, yeah, you know what I mean. I really want to just be your friend. Like, I really like you. Like, yeah. no, no, no. Like, I really like, 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 I, like, I care about you, but like, yeah. not like that. Like, it was like, whoa. Yeah. And then when he stood up for himself and fought the 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 uh, <laughs> the William Zab Zab oh. wannabe clone, he has a spinning. Then hook. after that, oh, I'll go out with you. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, you know. It is what it is. I mean, I think it's pretty superficial, but it's reality. You know what I mean? I mean, I think women are more attracted to, like, dudes that can, like, fucking handle themselves, you know, and they're probably less attracted to, like, you know, pussies. Like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, like, you know, not to be non-PC in 2020, but I'm you know, I don't hate, <laughs> I don't hate her. I don't hate yeah. her for all of a sudden being more attracted to him. Because I'm such a fan of dark comedy now. I would have re- I would have redid this movie, and while he was running away, oh, instead of going to the German, instead of going to the Nazi thing, I would have had Chuck Norris show up out of nowhere. Hey, stop being a fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chuck. All right, Chuck. Oh man. Anyway, we're we're having fun here, guys. Everybody's laughing in the comments. We're having a good time. All right. So. Let's get to the tournament uh, now. Let's get to the okay. tournament. Well, now. so because we were talking okay. about how things you don't like and things I don't like. Right. There well, were, was there, there, anything, was there anything was there anything you didn't else you didn't like? Or well, I think my only gripes were the <laughs> tournament, even though I liked part of the tournament. I like I liked uh I liked the the different things they were doing, you know, the yeah, we had form know, the events and the form events and the breaking. I would have yeah. liked to have seen a final battle with uh, yeah with Brandis, you know, they, and they kind of set it up. They they straight up Cobra Kai wannabe Karate Kidded. Yeah, he gives them the invitation. I'll see you at the competition. Right. So they kind of set it up. So I was gonna I was gonna mention that, and it was kind of just breaking. And it was, but what was weird though was they already did breaking with Mako's character. Right. So you we already had our breaking, and Mako won for the team. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 his daughter Mako's daughter the teacher, she lost. She actually right. lost the forms, so they needed a win. And then, um, for some reason, bootleg Cobra Kai at the end said, "We're going to choose breaking as our uh, thing." That was cool when you know he, Mako set it on fire. I love that scene where um, I I agree with you though. I they should have fought each other. And that, that probably was, was Jonathan Brandis's. It just probably had everything to do with his limitations yeah. in martial arts. You know yeah. what I mean? Or they run out of time. I mean, who knows, right? But I don't I, think I there was any. Like 
I don't, no, I don't, I don't recall like there it. being any scene in the film where Brandis brandished martial arts to an extent beyond the fight scene in the gym. There's a far away shot during training where Mako is like, I don't know if he's like dealing cards or whatever. He's got all these 90s jeans moms mm-hmm. standing around him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, if you win here, you get a free lunch at a Frying Dragon restaurant. But right. if you look at the background, Brandis' stunt double is doing all these like jumping kicks and shit. Right. Obviously, it kind of made you think like they were going to fight. So who knows yeah. why? Who knows why they didn't fight, right? Yeah. Uh, but um, I do like the scene at least where Mako slaps him upside the head and be like, yo, you need to fucking focus. You need to focus. Yeah. It's about the stupid boy. Focus. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that, right? And, but, uh, but uh, it would have been better if they did fight it. It was kind of strange. However, we have the, the the tournament is definitely the best um, part the, of the film. The, the you, have the, you have legitimate martial artists displaying the forms and weapons techniques, like it's the it's, nunchucks. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. And then it's like I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be on. The first of all, even though Brandis Brandis was limited, and then we cut to his stunt double. First of all. He actually was legit doing pretty well there before they he cut him right. cut him out. Yeah. Like he was busting out one and he then he did two at the same time. He and was doing a, he's doing a little bit, man. Like yeah. you can tell he trained a little, at least for that much, before the amazing stunt double took over. I remember, Dude. I remember in theater watching the that sequence with the nunchucks. And right. I remember everybody was quiet. Right. Everybody in the theater was quiet. Because that nunchuck scene was fucking fire, bro. T- tell me that's not one of the best solo martial arts scenes you've ever seen. Dude, in terms I mean, of nunchuck weapons, yes. It's literally like one of the best film scenes I've ever seen in a martial arts film. It's like just lost yeah. in like this lost film rated 10%. <laughs> it's insane. Like if yeah, anything... If anything, it, if you're not going to watch this film, watch, find that scene. Yeah. Like it, it is great. As intense. Right. With that. And dude, just God. double, just double, just spinning. It's like, it's time to run. <laughs> <laughs> if you meet somebody like that, when num- starts numbchucking in front of you, it's time to go. Oh, dude. And the dude right, was right. like, the dude, funny enough, was like, he wasn't like some tiny, like, tiny limber dude. Right, he was like a buff dude. Like he was like a buff mf'er. I remember yeah. looking, thinking, like, dude, is that is that Bolo under there? You know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, dude, crazy, dude. I remember, like, yo, yo. I remember just like, this is fucking awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever you guys say about the movie, the nunchuck scene is is worth is definitely worth watching. It's probably the best part of the film. It is. It is the best yeah. part. My second favorite part of the movie, believe it or not, is with Joe Piscopo. Uh, For some strange reason, <laughs> the whole entire movie, he's a cartoon character. For sure. The whole movie, <laughs> right? And then, for some reason, I don't know why, but for that reason, that fight with Chuck Norris, 
was really entertaining, and him kind of overacting there kind of made me laugh. Really? Only on that scene, though. Like, like when he gets kicked in the gut, and <laughs> right? And all of a sudden, he's like, to the crowd. <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck. He's like trying to hide it. Like, that's right. funny. Yeah. This leg, that was, that was funny. funny. Yeah. And then he actually get he actually got a cheap shots Chuck and gets a little jab in, little back yeah. there. And then and the crowd's going, and he's all like, hey, he's like, you talking to me? You uh-huh. talking to me? Like there were, you know, and, and I love when he tried to do Bruce Lee and fail horribly, and he rips his shirt off, he starts all flexing, doing Bruce, and Chuck Norris is trying not to laugh. And then they run at each other, and you know, that shot of him, but it uh, he's like. In 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 midair, and he's like, <laughs> he sees Chuck's foot, and he's like, oh shit! <laughs> like, it's so. I remember, I remember the audience. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on, my camera went out. Hold on. Can you still hear me? Oh, I can hear you. All right, and I can see your thumbnail. All right, hold on. I'll be back, guys. <laughs> It figures yeah. right when this happens. And now, and now, it, it, now it's back to that robotic sounds, robotic sound. I know. Hold on. Oh no, it's all robotic again. Hold on. To... <laughs> Sorry, chat. I got too yeah. emotional. At least for me, I, I don't know if what chat, I don't know what chat's hearing, but it's back to that that auto stutter. Yeah. Hold on. Come on. I'm coming back. Well, anyway, take it from there, Leo. Uh-oh. I love that scene. It actually made me laugh. But go ahead and take it from there. Keep talking until I get back. Okay, I'll keep talking. Or unless I'll you want say, to talk, you want to talk to what's chat. Up to the, yeah, I'll talk to chat. I'm trying to talk, but all I can hear is your your alien like voice. <laughs> all right. Well, since I, God, I feel like I feel like what is that episode where like someone's just like left all alone, all of a sudden on the stage, and they don't know it. Oh, it's like that movie Wayne's World. Where all of a sudden Garth is just like left alone and has no literal idea what to do. And he's just kind of like freaks out and because Wayne left him. And, uh, you know, so here's Wayne or here's, here's Garth. I'm Garth. Uh, I had no fucking idea what to talk about without Mr. Fast Samurai guy here to <laughs> lead the way. Oh, shit, I'm back. I'm doing my best. I'm my back? Here. Am I back? You are. You are oh, my robotic. God. Jesus Christ. Can you hear me, though? I can hear your audio stutter. Okay. As long as I'm back. Your video is back. Can you hear me? Can you hear me talk? No? I can hear, your, I can hear the bad audio glitch. Where I'm crackling? There we go. He's back. He's oh. back. All right. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Did we lose anyone? Gilbert, thank you for the donation, brother. More says, of Good- Red Hope. Gilbert says, hopefully we see more of Retro Leo. Just thought I should throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Thanks sure. again, Gilbert. You, bro. I'm glad you enjoyed the show until I, rev- until I disappeared for a second. I was Garth right. Brooks in it, dude. <laughs> or not Garth Brooks in it. I was Garthing it from, from Wayne's World. You left me. You, Wayne, you like left me, dude. And I was all alone, <laughs> like deer in the headlights. Didn't know what to do with myself, man. <laughs> Like Garth, man, I was freaking out for a second, dude. <laughs> okay, so anyway, all right, get it if, you'll get it if you watch Wayne's World. Okay, so Jesus, all right, I'm gonna next time I'm gonna 
switch the wires here because I'll accidentally do this. And I I kicked this off last time when me and Lady Fablood were streaming. I kicked accidentally did that, and it's it's really sensitive right here. Sorry, guys. I'm back, though. Do we still have the same amount of viewers, or did we lose any? No, got 21 people still here, man. Fuck yeah, Kevin, yeah. dude. They, they all wanted to see me have a nervous breakdown live. <laughs> so they're like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to see what the hell happens with this <laughs> Next time that happens, bro, just start singing. Bro, it was funny, man. Or singing or doing jokes. <laughs> I had no oh idea my god! How long it was gonna take All right. So anyway, go. anyway, the whole uh, the whole movie, Joe Piscopo was you know a, a live action cartoon character, and he was kind of painful. But for some reason, it worked in that Chuck Norris fight. And I remember the audience dying laughing; they were in tears. Really? Laughing. Yeah, with that fight. Um, for some I, reason, his overacting kind of worked there. But yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's definitely a kid's film. I feel like, yeah. you know, yeah. especially the way the ending, like, you know, he gets kicked in the face by Norris and then the whole like, Whoa! <laughs> and he flips yeah. backwards like six <laughs> times, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, something that defies the laws of physics yeah. Um, yeah. and gravity <laughs> on any planet anywhere. But, you know, whatever. It's just all, it's not like it's like both of these films. Even though I feel like yeah. Beverly Hills Ninja, Beverly Hills Ninja is probably a better film. Um, yeah, is no, sidekick, it is. Is, is Sidekicks ten percent bad? No, but no. is it forty percent good? No. I want to. What do you rate it? I would say thirty percent would be a more accurate description of the film because, like I said, I feel like there's lots of films that. You know, aren't that great, but right. are good and nostalgic yeah. filled, and you can enjoy them for what they are. Yeah, 30, but 30, I don't think thirty to thirty-five, sure. Yeah, sure. yeah. Ten percent, though. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. So, it's a good movie. It's cool. You know, it's fun. It it's a fun kids movie with a cringy villain. <laughs> but um, poor man's Miyagi. Poor hey, I oh. Oh. <laughs> oh man but yeah this was fun man you gotta yeah, go was fun is that good brother. enough it's good enough for today hey i say before we head out we issue another challenge sir oh my god well, I might if you after after you bounce, I might hang out a little bit longer with and talk with chat. But before you go, my brother, well, what are you going to talk to chat about that I can't be involved in? If so you want to hang out, we talk with chat. Yeah, what is this? I want to talk to chat at least for a few minutes before I got to go. Okay, chat thoughts on Beverly Hills Ninja and and sidekicks while you guys are here. Mm. But we'll we'll go to your comments now. All right, I do want to issue a challenge though. Before you go, save it though. Save it. Okay. So Trado says, Are you guys stoked for Cobra Kai coming on January 1st now? Do you know that? They changed the date. Yes. Yes. It comes out earlier. So in four days, bro. So is it, and it's the whole season, so we can binge Boom. one? Yes. Okay. So, so remember, I, I issued you a challenge. I said, who, Whoever who could finish Cobra Kai season three first. Remember? You did. I did. You must not, Rose. It's in your life. 
It's in one I don't of our know. live rants. I think you're making stuff up here. <laughs> no, I didn't. Someone confirm in comments who, who watched that live, who saw me institute that challenge. I want to see who can who can well, finish I it remember, first. I remember um, trying to make up our we, – we really didn't make up our mind if we were going to talk about like like episode by episode we were going to stream. Oh, we are. We are. Okay. Or did you want to do it as a whole? No, we should do that. Let's episode do that. Episode by episode? Okay. Yeah. Well, but the the reason why I'm worried is if okay. we don't if we don't binge it, we have to somehow stay away from spoilers, which could be okay. difficult. No, I'm ready to binge. I could do it. So, so what we'll just do then is we'll just watch an episode, and then are we going to go live, or are we going to just do a video and post the video, or how do you want to do that? Do you want? No, we'll, we'll do it live. Then we can just talk about everything. Oh, we can talk about cool. every episode. We'll just do it live. Then that be, means, quick, be a quick stream. Talk about the, the goods and the bads of each episode. But I mean, I can binge a good, you know, seven or eight episodes in one hour. <laughs> well, so, I have I have a little bit more time now, so I'm ready. I'm right, ready. Cool. If you cool. want it, maybe we could do two episodes a stream. I'm down. Let's do that. I'm down. Let's do that. Two episodes. Or how how many episodes are going to be? I in don't this know. Season? Chat. How many episodes? Let us know. Let's see. Because we could do like a quarterly thing. Like if there were 12 episodes, yeah. we could do every three episodes. Yeah, that's probably something. easier. One at a time, it'll take us forever to get through all of it. It'd be easier to do if it wasn't released all at once. Right. You know, right. if it was a weekly thing like the olden days, how we used to ingest television yeah, shows. like Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we'll talk more about it. Uh, Beautiful. When we get off the stream here. Let's see. Trado says he's a fan of Cobra Kai. All right. Brolicon says he has a challenge. Who finishes Karate Kid 1, 2, or 3, next Karate Kid in all Cobra Kai episodes? Okay. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Raven well, Loon I've already says, seen all the other ones. So. Raven Loon says, Retro Leo tips on beard care coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. My, my Leo's got it all. He's got it on. You know, he's got it all taken care of. I'm, stra I'm scraggling over here. I got. Leo's is all nice, and I got Cthulhu beard going. It's all right. A it's a little, little beard. <laughs> a little short. Much oh, longer. I had, like, I had it like down to here at one point last February. It was a long. Let's you see wash it. You got to wash it like you wash your hair, guys. If you, you want to know how to take care of your old beard, you got to make sure you get the outline just perfect when you shave, and you got to. You got to wash it and condition it like you wash and condition your hair, guys. So Brolicon's Brolicon saying, please do Cobra Kai episodes on a Sunday, not the next day the episode is released. But they're all released at once. Yeah, they're all re released at one time. If I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so every stream we do, we could do maybe three or four. I mean, we could definitely uh, like, go you through know. a quick boom, 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 likes yeah. and dislikes. That'd be yeah. easy. Yeah, that'd be pretty easy to do. Whatever, you know. Or we binge the whole damn show in two two days, and then do just do a whole synopsis. Yeah, you know. Like we'll we'll talk more about it. Sean Holmes, does anyone remember the Karate Kid cartoon? I'm old enough to say yes. What? <laughs> I, I remember know. the I Rambo know. cartoon. Wow! And they really? actually and they actually used the actual soundtrack from the movies. In oh, the wow. cartoon. Oh, it was it wasn't a great cartoon, though. It was really cheesy. 
So in, yeah, Karate, Kid, so in Karate Kid, it was like, you're the best. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't use that theme song. But, uh, you're the best. It's cheesy. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Nothing ever gonna go get me down. You're the best. <laughs> now I got the freaking song stuck in my That's head. That's it, man. The rest, of the, the rest of the whole day, man. <laughs> Alexa, <laughs> play that song from Karate Kid. Nothing ever gonna keep you down. Oh, she doesn't. She doesn't understand. Damn it. <laughs> no, don't. Then it'll be copyright. I know. This video has been blocked worldwide. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus blocked Christ! Those countries on the grounds of Karate Kid soundtrack music. So, uh, uh, Sean Holmes says, "Do you think Cobra Kai reflects the Karate Kid cartoon in a good way?" Uh, you know what? I don't remember the Karate Kid. I remember it, but I don't remember like the episodes or how how it ended. So, yeah. uh, Fat Samurai guy, show us some fat foo moves. Oh, fat foo! This guy. This is why you guys are subscribed. By the way, twenty-two thousand subscribers, all for this right here. That dragon style, dragon style guy, crane style, panther style. That's right, drunken tiger, eagle. Oh, baby, <laughs> hide your mothers, hide your daughters and sisters. Fat <laughs> samurai guy is here. Well, Retro Leo could do a lot better British than I did on the last stream. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm horrible. I am legend. I'm legendary when it comes to accents because they're so bad. <laughs> so for fun, me and Lady Fatblood, and Lady Fatblood was telling, begging me, no, don't do it. Please do not do British accent. And I had to do it to make chat laugh, and they were dying there in tears because I have the worst British probably in in history. Yeah. <laughs> any accent, ask in me any accent, it's the worst. It's the worst. But let's see here. Man, they're loving your beard, bro. Yep. I'm getting jealous. I might have to remove you now. That's what they say. <laughs> they ain't the only ones. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. But yeah, overall. Overall, Beverly Hills Ninja, fun for what it is. Sidekicks, yes. fun for what it is. Uh, not necessarily the greatest movies in their genre, but they're definitely not as low as 10% or 14. That's ridiculous. No, no. Um, before you roll out, brother, what's the challenge? What's the next? Is it really that bad challenge? Well, I was waiting for yours. What's yours? Well, you're just dropping it now on me, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I got to think. Give, well, me, give yeah. me yours and let's see if I can come up with one on the spot. Oh, well. I have an idea, but it might not be the most interesting film. Yeah, that's why mm. I want to think. I think I want to think about it a little bit longer. Okay, uh, okay. So we don't so have I, to do it live. Yeah, because I, we'll I, do it I later. might have jumped the gun a minute, you know, because I have a good one, but I don't know if it might be interesting enough for viewers mm. to want to talk about for an hour. So I'm going to think of a better one. Well, it's 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 our show. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we can talk about whatever we want. All right, my challenge is, sir, the Matrix Revolutions. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it's low. I'm pretty sure it's low, like in the 30s. Check for me, sir. Please. I'm going to find out right now. Hold on. Because I would love to discuss the Matrix Revolutions. And did it deserve as bad of a score as it got? I'm checking right now. I'm guessing 38. Almost there. 
Nothing gonna ever keep you down. You're the best. Put him in a body bag. Yeah. <laughs> Almost there. Here we go. Sweep the leg. You you are correct. Really? Uh, hold on. I nailed that sucker. Thirty-five percent. Yeah. But here's here's I'm actually surprised by this. The audience score is sixty. Wow. I'm very surprised. Hmm. I have a lot, lots so, to say about that film. So that is you, my challenge to you, my friend, which means you have to watch it. That's fine. Again. Oh, yeah. yay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> but that means I got to, don't I got to go back and watch the first two now? No. Do I have to at least watch what the you second need one? To do, here's what you need to do. You need okay. to watch the first, you need to watch the last 15 minutes of the second film because it is a direct transition into the third film because okay. uh, we talked about this before there it was never supposed to be two films that's why they were both released in the same year in 2003 which has never right. been done before no no one it's never been done you don't release a sequel in the same year you know what i mean right. so the reason why it was released in the same year is because they had to split it into two films because it was just too long and they couldn't trim it down. It was going to be four hours long. They couldn't, yeah. they couldn't, so they had to split it into two films. So wow, we second, can't we can't do Reloaded. It's actually seventy three percent fresh. I know, which is too high. Really, in my opinion, Reloaded is rated way too high. Okay, and Re Revolutions is rated way too low. But people didn't like like Revolutions as much because it didn't have as many of the Matrix scenes. You know, Matrix fight scenes and cool scenes from the first film. You know, and you know. So what's just, your what's your saying? Before we we don't want to ruin it for chat. We'll save this next time when we do that episode. So what you're saying is that you like and you could defend the ending to Matrix Revolutions. I can. Oh shit! Well, there you go, chat. The challenge has been made. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting and entertaining. Yes. You can actually defend it. I can. So, next time. So, stay tuned, chat. Next time, we will be doing uh, the next challenge. And, of course, I'll come up with something, and I'll just do it in the same video, let people know, and then I'll hit you up, let you know what you're going to get. Make it good, <laughs> my friend. Maybe I'll keep it sci-fi. We'll see. Hmm. I'll keep it sci-fi. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I have an idea. I can. I might be able to find it right now. Hmm. I'm pretty sure this movie's rated low. Hold on. Look, Spider-Man Three sucked. I'm not going to change my mind on it. <laughs> Man, I, I'm, that's I'm your hit. That's your that. challenge. I'm not. No, no. We'll keep it sci-fi. We'll keep it the, the same. Okay. We'll keep it the same genre. All right. I'm guessing. Here we go. I'm, Here we go. You ready? We're going to keep eight. it the same. We're going to keep it the same genre. And the same type of challenge. So you challenged me to Matrix Revolutions. Is it really that bad? I am challenging you, Equilibrium. Is that the one with uh, Matt Damon? No, Christian Bale. Oh, dude, I don't even think I've seen that. Yes, yeah, so this is perfect because it's so th this was the one where they were like it was badly, badly labeled the Matrix Killer, which. Made, which killed the the movie was dead on arrival. Okay. The movie was dead on arrival. When it when it went to theater, it was dead on arrival. It bombed. 
And I, even mm-hmm. I, I remember the the trailer for Equilibrium. I was like, "What is this?" Mm-hmm. I wasn't really familiar with Christian Bale, uh, but I saw it later. I was like, "Dude, this is kind of fucking badass." And it bombed. Right. Oh, tank bad. Now okay. here's here's the uh, rating. Here it is forty one percent. And you th- and that's not very low, but you think it deserves more. Yeah. You yes, think I it do. is a better film than Beverly Hills Ninja? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. They introduced something interesting called Gunkata, which okay. is martial arts mixed with gunplay. It's very something new, something nobody's seen before, and it's very interesting. So and has anyone done it again? No. No, not that I know of. Interesting. Using guns as like a martial arts style. No, not that right. I know of. Uh the director tried to do a little bit of it in ultraviolet, <clears throat> but that movie sucked. But check this out. 81% audience. Wow. Yeah. So there That's we go, guys. Kev John says equilibrium is fantastic. Yeah, w- hopefully you like it. You may hate it. Uh, but hopefully, just don't try to compare it to the Matrix movies, which was they tried to do with the marketing. Don't do that. Just watch Most it on its own. So equilibrium, the Matrix Revolutions, and I'm not done. I have one more challenge for you, sir. Oh, come on. You can't bring another one. I have one All more. Right. All right. Looper with Hayden Christensen. What is it okay. rated? Is that low? I think I want to think so. Let's find out. I'm going to look right now. I want to think so. I was always curious about Looper. Hold on. That's two challenges. Wait, 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 wait. Looper? Looper, right? No, no not no. Looper. Looper. Jumper. Excuse yeah, me. I was like, wait Excuse a minute. Me, <laughs> Excuse me, chat. Not the Bruce Willis film Looper, 93% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Jumper. All right, let's check it right now. Jump. Oh, oh, God. What's it rated? Dude, 15%. Oh, what? Yikes. Yikes. Okay. (laughs) Look, if I'm not mistaken, Bruce Willis is in this film. Wait, wait, wait. Not Bruce Willis. Uh, <laughs> why am I fucking up names? I don't know why you're confusing Looper. You're thinking of Looper. I'm thinking of Looper. If I'm not mistaken, Samuel L. Jackson yes. is in yes. this film. Yes. With with Hayden Christensen. Yes. And Hayden, it was it was cool because this was right out. If I'm not mistaken, 2004 maybe. Okay. Don't give me any spoilers now. Was it 2004? 2008. Okay. 2008. Let, let, so let me watch since, it. Don't give me spoilers. So this was after Revenge of the Sith. So it was yeah. it was it was like the first movie I saw Hayden in, not Anakin Skywalker. Yes. You know what I mean? And it was a cool concept. And I don't think it deserved 15%. I think it was entertaining enough right. to warrant a higher score. So that is why I am challenging you, sir. All right. Let's uh keep this sci-fi related. We're having too much fun. Nate now, says Hayden killed the movie for me. A lot of people, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people hate on Hayden. Okay. Hate Hayden. They but, hate Hayden. But uh, you know, I don't think hate I don't think Hayden is as bad it's, as people hate him for. It's I too late. Too. He's coming back as Darth Vader. I honestly don't. I don't think he's as bad. I think he got shitty, shitty. Shitty dialogue from look. And you remove half that crappy dialogue from those Star Wars films, and yeah. that's a good character. I'm telling you, Hayden's a good actor. 
He's a good actor. He had shitty dialogue. Sand. It's so coarse when I run it through my fingers. I'm angry about it. Or what the fuck? I don't, fuck? What the I don't fuck? like. I don't like sand. I don't like sand. I mean, it's just like the dude can act. Okay. Star Wars episode. I'm not trying to get off topic. Star Wars episode two, when his mm. mom dies. Okay. Okay, and he starts going ape shit good, on those. That, that is thing. the best scene out of all three of those prequel trilogies. Yeah, that is hands down the best scene. Oh yeah, and it Hayden, is, and that is Hayden. Yeah, I just wanted more. I wanted. I liked that scene so much. I enjoyed it. I wanted to see more. You know, sand people getting decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I'm just gonna throw one out of the woodwork here. No more challenges after this one. All right, all right. Do I'm it. Throw one out of the woodwork. Do it. I have not seen this movie, so okay. we're gonna approach this together at the same time. Okay. But it looked interesting. It's a movie called, because you're challenging me, Jumper. It's a movie called, it's a sci-fi thriller called Push. Starring hmm. Chris Evans. Ah. So Push got a 23%. And I heard some people say that, that was actually a good movie. It was actually a sleeper movie. Like people were like, dude, why did this movie bomb? This is actually pretty good. Is Push, Push. a, is it like a force power? Push Maybe. Is that what it is here it says here the sci-fi thriller push is visually flashy um and hyperkinetic but it's let's see there's no plot synopsis here you want me to look up the plot synopsis real quick do it all right hold on you keep talking to chat while we got chat while we got people here do it all right i was always curious about it and some people said recommended it to me i just never seen it so the push came out in 2009 uh, action sci-fi thriller. It says two young Americans with special abilities must race to find a girl in Hong Kong before a shadowy government organization called Division does. So it's almost like when did that movie come out? Two thousand nine. Reminds me literally of Jumper. Like it's, wow, it's, this it's, is hilarious. Yeah, the similarities. Yeah, <laughs> this it's, is not it's, well. Yeah. It's almost the exact same film, only you know the abilities are different. Right. You know, I feel like, you know, so I feel like it's, they were it's trying hard. to cap, th th these movies would have been good and they could have maybe became franchises on their own had superhero films not around this time. Right. Completely taken over Hollywood. You know what well, I mean? Andre, At Andre Atkins says, Push was actually pretty good. Several people in that wound up doing Marvel projects, obviously. It's better than Jumper, he says. Hmm. I would assume so. If Chris Evans, I mean Chris Evans, I think I think is superior to Hayden for sure. Um as an actor. So you never know. I might like Jumper better. But I like I said, I know nothing about Push. I just it's been recommended to me several times. I mean, Jumper's so, not like it's not gonna it doesn't showcase Hayden's acting, but it's just a good yeah. film. I think you'd like is it, it for the is concept. it an entertaining watch? Yes, yes. All right, guys. Two challenges live. Boom. So equilibrium. Is it really that bad? Matrix Revolutions is really that bad. And then the next time we meet, well, after that, Push is really that bad, and Jumper is really that bad. So we got some good ones. We got some good episodes coming up. Good recommendations, Mr. Leo. I cannot wait to hear your defense for the Matrix Revolutions ending. Hey, you guys better come with an open mind, a bottle of whiskey, some marijuana, and some time. 
okay for that one. So, so is that oh, what yeah. you need to enjoy the ending? Is that what you're saying? To enjoy my explanation <laughs> of the ending. <laughs> oh God. All and right, just so guys. you know, my, my third challenge one day will be the big green zero percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Undeserved. Big green. Uh, is that, is that the, uh, which one's that one? It's a dumb Disney film I liked growing up. It actually is a zero percent rating. Zero. It's gotta be better than ballistic. <laughs> it's gotta be better than that fucking bullshit. Oh man. All right, Leo. All right, Thanks homie. Thanks for joining me today, brother. And I'm probably going to hang out just for a few more minutes with chat. Okay. And then uh, I will see you next time, brother. A little, little private, little combo. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Appreciate so we, can, guys. we can't talk about you when you're here, you know? It's okay. So. Just, you know, just tell me how nice my beard is while I'm here. So, okay. All right, guys. We'll catch you guys next time. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for hanging out, brother. Peace. Care, man. Chat. What it is, what it be like. All right, hanging out with the Chisnat. Hold on, let me remove this here since we already already did that. Hold on. Boom, that one's already gone. Let me go back to Chisat. Hang out with the family. Movie Dojo Army. That's right, hanging out. Raven Loon says, Oh man, I love that push movie, and the cinematography was great too. Yeah, I've I've been recommended Push, uh, starring Chris Evans, uh, several times. People are telling me it's very, very good. Uh, Sean, I was just challenged today, so (laughs) I'll work on it. I'll definitely work on it, and I'll let you guys know. I'll keep everybody in the loop uh, when we're going to, me and Leo will come back and discuss uh, those movies in our series. All right. Nate Dogs, what's cracking? All right. How was you guys' Christmas? I hope you guys had a good time. Any any major plans for New Year's? Anything going down? So let's turn into a live Q&A now, just for a little bit, and then I'll wrap it up for us. Cheers again for hanging out with the old samurai. Kev John says, another good movie, F the Critics. That's right. Uh, my Christmas was just chill, man. Kick back. Just relax, didn't really do much. Just watch movies all day. But yeah, guys, don't forget the uh, Wonder Woman review will be up tomorrow. So, and the, fir- the first, part, I just got to edit it later tonight. When we're done with the stream, I'll probably get starting editing it. Uh, but it, the first half of the review will be the will be the actual review of the movie, and then the second half will go right into spoilers. If you guys are interested, okay. All right. So anytime we get, anytime uh, we do the uh, is it really that bad challenges, uh, make sure you guys put in the comments or chat. Let me know what's going on or put in the comments section so I can read it later. Also, um, if some suggestions for future episodes, I'm all ears, you know, because I know there's a lot of movies out there that I have not seen. So Orlando says no plans, just chilling. All right. Saverio says he still needs to see the Wonder Woman movie. In time, is that movie really that bad? Well, let's check it out. Let's check it out right now. Let's look. That's, I believe that's the movie with Justin Tim, Justin Timberlake, right? Let's see. So here we go. 2011. Let's see what it got. Oh, oh boy. 
So in time, starring Justin Timberlake, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, thirty-six <laughs> percent. Oh boy, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe a future episode. Sean Holmes says, "In Time" was a great movie. All right. Sean Holmes says, "Should Cobra Kai embrace the fictional ma- fictional magic from the Cobra from the Karate Kid cartoon? Probably not. <laughs> they probably should stay away from that." Uh, Brolacon says, "In Time uh, is a very good film. Nice build up to the story. Okay, that's like a sci fi thriller, right? I remember the trailer for that a long time ago." Orlando's asking me, "Have you seen any of the Hanzo the Razor films?" Yes, I actually own all of them. I actually own the old box set. I think it's out of print now. Uh, but <laughs> they're they're entertaining. They're very fun, entertaining exploitation movies. All right. That's, yeah. All right. Fluffy Pig Monster in the house. What's cracking, man? Thank you. Thank you for showing up and hanging out just for a little bit. We'll extend the, the stream just to, so I can talk to the family, the movie dojo army. That's right. Uh, Omega on 32. He goes, Fat Samurai Guy, I missed you and Lady Fabulous stream on Christmas Eve. Was having a Kung Fu Christmas Eve movie fest. Well, now you got to tell me what you watched. You got to you got to tell me now because I, I got to I got to hear the the list. That is awesome. That's how you do it. It's funny you mentioned that too because right after we watched Wonder Woman, and I, I mentioned this in the review tomorrow, we watched the challenge. With Toshiro Manfune and um, Scott Glenn, that's a fucking good movie, man. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen the challenge, but it's pretty good. All right, we'll go back to the chat here. All right, what do you think is an underrated monster film? Mine is Gappa. Ooh, underrated. Hmm. That's a tough one. I might have to take some time to think about that one. <laughs> All right. Trado, were you a fan of Jim Kelly's movies like Black Belt Jones, Tattoo Connection? You know, I, I remember watching those movies way back in the day, and I remember being okay with them. Like, I wasn't like, this is the greatest martial arts movies I've ever seen. I remember them being kind of fun. Uh but I don't remember. It's been years, so I don't. I would have to rewatch them. I do remember one thing, though. At the end of one of those movies, I remember <laughs> Jim Kelly was fighting bad guys and like a, at a car wash or something, and there was like suds everywhere, and there was like a fight, and that was like at the end of the movie. <laughs> I don't know which one that was. Let me know. But I remember that. I remember. I do remember that. That kind of made me laugh. I was like, "What is happening?" All right, Omegon, getting back to us here. He says, one was Snake in the Monkey's Shadow, and then the 36th Chamber of Shaolin. Oh, man. That's right. That's right. Kev John says, just saw Upgrade yesterday. Awesome movie. That's right. Great movie, man. That's another sleeper. That's another movie that just really kind of fell under the, underneath the radar there. Uh, 
All right. So, okay. So I did remember one of them. He says that Sud scene was from Black Belt Jones. Okay. <laughs> Sean says, if the last Starfighter is brought back to the big screen, what changes do you expect from it? Well, obviously, the special effects will be updated and will probably be better. Ah, I don't know. I don't know if you could. It'd be kind of hard to remake the start last Starfighter because it was perfect for the '80s. It was perfect for its time. The guy playing an old arcade machine, and eventually, you find out later that uh, that arcade machine was a training simulator, and they're looking for a pilot to to uh, basically in real life up in space uh, defend against alien armada. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I guess you could redo it. I don't know. But the, for it being in its in the in the eighties, that was kind of the charm of it. Um, I don't know. Be interesting to see if if they do do that. He says after the stream, going to watch Lackey and the Lady Tiger. Mm, I have not heard of that one. Raven Loon says, "I got a good question, Fat Samurai. Will a live action movie of Afro Samurai will it do better than the anime?" Um, I heard about the, the live action movie coming and it's actually based off of a real character. Um, uh, pr- it probably will do better. I think, uh, the Afro Samurai show, I do own it and it's, it's fun. It's badass. It's fun to watch. Uh, but I don't know if that transitioned to everyone, like transition to the mainstream where people are talking about Afro Samurai now, but if you, if it's kind of like a biopic based off of the real character. And uh, I do believe the lead in that is an actor we know. I can't remember his name, but if, you know if that goes mainstream, that'll probably be you know everybody will probably pay attention a lot more. John Martinez, hey, thanks again, brother, for hanging out and uh, watching and donating to the channel, helping us out. He goes, hey, Fat Samurai guy, which Marvel show are you looking forward to seeing the most on Disney Plus? Also, did you see the season finale of The Mandalorian? All right. Well, thanks again for the donation. Uh, yeah, it would be Loki, man. All the all the others look fun. Like the uh, the the Falcon and Winter Soldier looks like a fun little buddy cop movie. I mean, type of show. The WandaVision that looks interesting. The less I know about it, the more interested I am uh, to to watch it and figure out what's going on. And um, Loki's the one though. Like Loki is it's Loki, man. <laughs> And everybody always asks the question, what happened to him when he when he grabbed the uh ah, y'all know what I'm talking about. I can't remember it right now. When he grabbed the magic cube, Tesseract. Yeah, when he grabbed that, he disappeared, then he just came back, and we always ask, where did he go? So it should be fun uh to find out his adventures. Um, but let's see here. Uh, the other question, season finale. Oh, yes. I love the season finale of The Mandalorian. It was a lot. Of, it was really good, man. Brought back some of the feels. All right. So Barry said, all I did for Christmas is watch some typical Christmas films with my family. That's right. Typical Christmas films with your family. I'm sure you guys watched Black Christmas and uh, and uh, Invasion USA. <laughs> That's cool. Hanging out with fam, chilling out. That's right. Oh, God. You know, Trey Do, 
He's asking me which Rudy Ray Moore movie do I like besides from besides Dolomite. Oh, you know, I actually bought all of them on Amazon Prime. I have not. I'm in, still in the process of watching all of them, like Disco Godfather and whatnot. Uh, besides Dolomite, <laughs> just the, which is like it's, it's going to be hard to top that one because that one's so funny, man. Oh my god. Um. I have seen Petey Wheatstraw and the Devil's Son-in-Law, and that one cracked me up too. That was just as ridiculous. Uh, Dolomite's better though, but still, Petey Wheatstraw's—it's got some funny moments. But yeah, I'm still in the process of watching the rest. Yeah, it's funny because I actually saw Petey Wheatstraw, the Devil's Son-in-Law, before Dolomite. Um, a buddy, some buddies of mine—it was for my birthday—and some buddies of mine. We just went to the video store. Remember that? You go to the video store and rent movies. I know, right? We went to the video store and they wanted to torture me. They were like, what the hell is this? And they rented it. And the whole entire movie, because remember, I didn't know at first that, you know, Rudy Ray Moore was a comedic actor. I didn't know anything about him at first. And then, uh, so I thought they were serious. So I'm, I'm there watching the movie in pain, like stunned of what I'm watching. I did laugh at some things. But the whole time, their enjoyment was watching my reaction to the movie. <laughs> and they're laughing at me. And I'm like, I'm glad you guys are enjoying yourselves. Uh, but yeah, and then I then I came across Dolomite later. And then I was like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Uh, why do you think the Justice League movie went to all the trouble to CGing off Henry's mustache? When the DC Comics had Superman in a full-grown beard after his resurrection, ah, <laughs> uh, who knows? I mean, I know the reason. I know the reason why they kind of did it though, is because Henry Cavill still had his mustache when he was filming Mission Impossible Five, I think. So they just did it poorly. They just it just looked like garbage. So hopefully, they fix that in the Zack Snyder cut, unless they just take that whole scene out. You never know. They may just that may not even be in there. Uh, Orlando watched. He, Orlando says, "I watched Rare Exports for Christmas, and that's a good movie, though. That's a pretty good movie. Have you guys seen that movie, Rare Exports? Let me know in chat. Let me know if you guys seen that. It's a foreign film, uh, but um, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. I still wanted to see Santa, though. Like, uh, I get why they ended the movie the way they did, but I was like, so like." frosting at the mouth to uh see santa appear uh but uh it's still a good movie uh let's see here nate dog says he'll have to watch it yeah very very don't watch an english dub though because the english dub is like really bad <clears throat> let's see here trado nice i miss video stores such an experience right the back in the old days Let's see. Godzilla is King says, how long have you been a movie critic and are you a critic on Rotten Tomatoes? It's funny. Um, you mentioned that because uh, we were just talking about that. I think on a couple of streams ago that we should, uh, me and the guy I was streaming with, we were talking about us being Rotten Tomato critics. But then with all these, uh, I am not, by the way, but I was thinking about doing it just to kind of help some of the good movies get higher ratings. And uh, lower the rating for Avatar. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, but, but with all these, every single is it really that bad episodes that I've been doing in this brand new series for the channel, 
they've all been based off of Rotten Tomato scores. <laughs> so if I'm a critic for Rotten Tomatoes, most likely they're going to find out about these videos and they're going to be like, all right, we need to remove this guy. <laughs> so it's probably not going to work out. I think I was with Sam, Sam Kench from uh, Brick, Brick Wall Pictures. I'm, I think I was with Sam. So when we did our ballistic review, maybe I'm not, I'm not positive. So, uh, but yeah, I've been YouTubing for over five uh, years now. So it was more a hobby more of a hobby channel type of thing because I had a full-time job. And you watch previous videos of mine. You, you, we mention it all the time, me and Lady, me and Lady Fablet, how much we work, working 12-hour days and six-day weeks. It's like, it's, you know, it's sometimes it's very hard for us to make videos. I have a little bit more free time now. That's why you guys have been seeing a lot of content on the channel. <laughs> uh, Fat Man, is Fat Man worth a purchase? Thinking of buying it on Blu-ray. To me, it is. To me, uh, I really enjoyed Fat Man. I really did. So, um, I we, me and Lady Fat Blood, we both really loved it. So, I, I say yes. I mean, maybe if you can get it for a good price, you know, not full price, maybe get a good deal on it, then yeah, go for it. I enjoyed it, so. I never, it's very rare there's a movie out there that can, that can, in my experience, or in my opinion, can successfully combine heartwarming comedy, heartwarming, with ultraviolence. <laughs> and yeah, because you're going to get the feels, you know, the, the, the you know, fat man and Santa and Mrs. Claus is probably the most adorable couple I've seen in a movie in years. But then you get people getting shot in the head. So, but yeah, Fat Man's good. Omegon32 says, saw Jackie Chan's Dragons Forever on Amazon Prime. Yeah, classic Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan in his prime. Can't beat it. Can't beat uh, him versus Benny the Jitter Keaters, man. Plus, you know, I think... I might be mistaken. Let me know if I'm wrong, chat. But I think uh, that was the last official movie with all three actors in it together as stars. Uh, you have Samuel Hung and Yoon Byu. Uh, I think that was the last one where all three of them were in a movie and they were the stars. I might be wrong about that, though. Let's see here. Well, thank you, Balin. Thanks for watching, man. It means a lot. It really does. Let's see, Sean Holmes. Do you think Ray, Finn, Poe, and Kaz will never be will ever be in a Star Wars again? Also, do you think that the fans of Ray, Finn, Poe, and Kaz should protest for their return to the next Star Wars Disney release? <laughs> well, we all know the actors are done. They're even if the if the actors were offered more movie roles and have their characters returned, they're not. They're done. They've. I'm pretty sure they vocally said that they're they moved on. Um. So I don't see it happening. Um, but I mean, even the, even I, I could have sworn, um, what's his name? The guy who plays Finn. Oh, my brain is not working. What is his name? Y'all you, you know who I'm talking about. There's been many tweets where he's like kind of dogging, dogging the series and dogging what they did to his character. So I know he ain't coming back. I remember they even, he even kind of joked about, I think he was asked, um, if he was given his own series, would he do it? And I think he kind of laughed it off, like made fun of it. Just so. Hey, if it's a, if you guys like the Disney trilogy, 
There's nothing wrong with liking it. You like what you like. Thank you, John Boyega. Thank you, Andre. You like what you like. You know, that's fine. It's just for me, um, the more I think, especially after watching both Mandalorian seasons and Rogue One, the more I think about the Disney trilogy, the more angry I get. (laughs) Only because there was good there. There was so much potential for something great in that trilogy, and it just kind of failed, in my opinion. In my opinion. All right, let's see. You go, uh, Omegon says, oh, Trado purchased the movie. All right, cool. It's it's good, man. Sean Holmes says, is it true that Sony was working on a live-action movie of Robotech? I've been hearing rumors for years uh, about a live-action Robotech, and I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know. I haven't seen anything or heard or like the script has been done or anything like that. I have a feeling they're going to fuck it up. <laughs> I have a feeling they're going to, they're going to fuck it up, man. And it's sad too, because it's very simplistic. The first, you know, the first series, the most popular series, you know, but um, I don't know. I think they're going to dumb it down. If they release it, they're going to dumb it down even more for the American audience. I think uh, there's not going to be no, singing and dancing to help distract the aliens. Like I, I, I highly doubt that will happen if we do. <laughs> they're going to take that out. Watch this. They're going to take that out. Omega 32 says, I want to do a movie review channel on older YouTube, YouTube, older movies like the blob 1958 because of how great you are. Oh, well, thank you. Hey, you know, I, you're not the only one that's, you know, have watched our channel and, have been inspired to make their own channel. And I say, go, I say, go for it, man. Have the important thing is if anyone wants to start a YouTube channel, guys have fun. That's the important thing. All right. If you're not doing it for a career or maybe later, you might change your mind and and try to do it for a career. Uh, But the important thing is, is have fun. Don't get upset by what people say in the comments. Maybe take some constructed criticism out of it. And maybe improve, but, but but don't listen to the trolls. And um, have fun, have fun being creative, you know. And that's that's the important thing is do that first, and then later you can you can improve, you get bigger, and become bigger, better, and all that. But when you started at first, just have fun. Talk about cinema. What talk about what you love talking about, and. Be, have fun being creative and make videos, all right? And then your audience will slowly grow, and then that's how you, and that's how you grow and get better over the years, all right? I don't know why people still watch us. I don't even know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, do it. Don't do it as a career. You know, start for fun first, and then you can make your decision on where you want to go after that. All right, Nate. Go walk the dogs, man. Have a good one. All right. Let me try to catch up to you guys here. Thoughts on Only the Strong with Mark DeCascos. Well, it's one of his best. Capoeira. Yeah, that's one of his best, man. I've seen, uh, I didn't get a chance to meet him, but I saw Mark DeCascos at a, at a panel in, uh, in, uh, at a sci-fi convention. He was there. And uh, he was a great guy. 
And if you want the full story of what he did that day, uh, check out my Drive review, old review, mo- movie dojo I did back in the day of Drive, which is another movie, one of his best movies. Not Drive with Ryan Gosling, totally different. I like that movie too, though. But yeah, you want to hear my story about what the Keskos did at the sci-fi convention, go ahead and uh, click on that video there. All right, let's see here. Let me catch up to you guys. All right, Trey Doe's relaxing, watching the stream. That's right. Uh, Michael Coffey says, very underrated. He did uh, an amazing job on the Crow TV series too. TV show was better than the the Awful Dog Shit sequels. Yeah, uh, when when we talked, me and uh, Sam Kench from Brickwall Pictures talked about the uh, Crow Salvation video. Uh, Sam was not aware that there was a TV show. And I believe you can buy the whole thing on Amazon Prime. I'm kind of tempted to just because I don't remember it. And I really wanted to like it back in the day. But um, I kept comparing it to Brandon Lee's Crow, which I probably shouldn't have done. But I, I would love to revisit it, though. But yeah, Michael DeCascos is great. He's a perfect choice for the crow. I like Edward Furlong. <laughs> Let's see here. Rolicon says, Red Murder on the Orient Express. Everyone working on the Disney Star Wars saga all were at fault for its failure. <laughs> all right, let me catch up to you guys. Hold on. Tribal Chief. What's going on, Oos? What's cracking? All right, let's see. Raven Loon. Okay, Fat Samurai and the Ninjas of the Dojo, I got to go. See you next time. All right, Raven Loon, brother, have a good one. Uh, Balin says, your thoughts on Attack the Block starring John Boyega. I enjoyed Attack the Block. Attack the Block, I think, would have done better and became, instead of being a cult, having a cult following for the movie, I think it would have... The mainstream would have enjoyed that movie more if the people we're supposed to root for weren't assholes. <laughs> I like the movie; it's funny. There's some cool action set pieces in there. I like the creature design; it's very different. It's simplistic, but it works. Very different type of creature, and uh, I do like the character arc of John Boyega's character. How he starts off as a you know as a, a little little asshole, and then at the end of the movie, he's actually kind of helping people. I do like that, but let's be honest here. Those fucking little brats, they all needed to die. <laughs> let's, let's be honest, okay? And the, right at the beginning of the movie, if you guys haven't seen it, at the beginning of the movie, all these wannabe gangbangers, knucklehead kids, they're basically killing and destroying an alien baby, like right at the beginning of the movie, and they're like, woo-woo-woo, and that's what, that's what causes the rest of the, the aliens to come down and fuck shit up. We're supposed to root for these guys? Uh, Anyway, anyway. But still, overall, I thought it was an entertaining movie, though. It's entertaining. Trey Du, Fat Samurai Guy, did you enjoy Deathgasm? Well, not only did I enjoy Deathgasm, but we reviewed it. (laughs) Yeah, check our movie reviews, our horror horror section. You can go back farther for our horror movie reviews. Our little playlist there. You'll find Deathgasm there. And we... Deathgasm was fun, man. We we enjoyed that. Plus, you'll you'll like the ending of the video because you see me me and Lady Fatblood in uh, uh, black metal paint. 
that's the that's the video that started the like, share, subscribe meme we had going on our channel for a long time. It started there, Deathgasm. Fat uh, Samurai guy, have you watched Gappa before? And if you have, what are your thoughts? You know, I don't remember it. Damn it, <laughs> I remember watching it a long time ago, but this, we're talking like years. Remember, y'all, y'all forgetting I'm old around here. You know what I'm saying? So you see all this gray? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but no, I, I need to rewatch it though. Thanks for for uh, reminding me to at least check it out. All right. What Sean Holmes says, what went wrong with the last Terminator movie? I think what went wrong is we, we kind of bootleg reviewed that movie as well. I think what went wrong with that last one was they assumed success. They assumed success. They were like, Hey, we got Linda Hamilton back and Sarah Connor. Hey, Arnold's coming back playing Carl. (laughs) Edward Furlong's coming back to being a little cameo. I think they just assumed uh, success, and uh, you gotta you gotta try to make a good movie first, man. You know they need to. This is what Hollywood needs to start doing. They need to start. Uh, Sarah, how you doing? Well, <laughs> I know you're not talking to me, Sarah. I'm old and crusty. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, Omega says woke. Yeah, that's part of it too, a little bit. But I think um, they just, movies need to, Hollywood needs to stop doing this. Franchise, 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 franchise. Make a good movie first, okay? (laughs) Look at what happened with Green Lantern, right? And there's actually some parts of Green Lantern I actually like. But overall, it did kind of drop the ball. But make a good movie first. Concentrate on that. And if it's successful or does well, then you can make as many sequels as you want. And then you can, like, let's give it a shot. Let's make another one. But as soon as they make a movie with franchise, franchise, it's like, no. Nobody. And and that's why there's not going to be another one with these characters. (laughs) That's why it's dead. How many times have they done this with Terminator? They make another one and expect franchise. Like, no. Dead. Terminator Salvation. They thought that was going to be a franchise. Dead. Terminator Genesis. Hey, we're rebooting. We're prequeling. We're starting over. Dead. Let's do a fake sequel because everyone hates the sequels now. So Dark Fate Dark Fate is our fake sequel, our what-if movie, like Halloween, right? Let's just make a second one. The other ones didn't happen. Dead. Make a good movie first. And there's some parts of Dark Fate I liked. Uh, but overall, they dropped the ball. You know, I don't mind the uh, the the female lead. I mean, Sarah Connor is obviously better. We we came to see Sarah Connor, but the female lead, if she was likable, <laughs> if the character was written well, and she was likable, especially with the uh, the one that was going to take John Connor's place, not once did you were convinced that she was going to lead the army. Even with that futuristic scene when it's showing her like come in with her hair hair braided up and she's giving orders. Not once did you buy that <laughs> she was this grizzled badass. They needed to give her some scars, you know, some battle wounds or something. Like, but see, they just assumed success. And that's why it failed. All right. <laughs> that's right. Let's see here. 
Sean Holmes, should the Terminator crossover with the should Terminator excuse me crossover with the Matrix, even though they own by different companies? No. Uh, maybe at one point it would have been fun, but uh, not after these last couple of Terminator movies. <laughs> so no, no. And the Matrix needs to concentrate on. We got the fourth movie coming. That movie needs to concentrate on being a good sequel. That's what that movie needs to concentrate on. Let's not bring in Skynet. It's not, I remember the long time ago, people were like, hey, that'd be a cool crossover, but not, not right now, though. Am I looking forward to Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends? You know, I saw the trailer. You know, it again, just be a good movie. You know, I'm not, like, super excited for it. But if it's, I'm definitely going to check it out and review it for you guys. You know, I thought the last one was entertaining. It wasn't the greatest movie ever. By default, you could say it's better sequel than the than the bad ones. Um, but um, I don't know. Something was lacking in that last one. But soundtrack was great. John Carpenter's soundtrack was phenomenal in that last one, and it was it was a, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Uh, hopefully, these next two are entertaining. I think they need to end it though. I think after the, these next two, they should let Michael Myers rest uh, for a while, and then if they want to bring him back, they can. Let's see. All right, here we go here. Let's see. Hollywood greed aside, Michael Coffey, what's going on, brother? He goes, do you want the endless sequel crap of Predators, Aliens, Terminators, like that horror film uh, with the, any sound draws the monster flick and don't breed? Because it was a new and a different and well done. Yeah, the last line I'm I'm still trying to figure out what that is. Um, at this point, it doesn't matter what I want. I think Hollywood's going to continue to franchise, franchise, sequel, prequel, reboot, remake, sequel, prequel, re- reboot, remake, franchise. I think they're going to keep going. Again, as long as they're entertaining at this point, just be entertaining. Just be. Be be good. I mean, I'm not even at this point. I'm not even asking these movies to be great. That's expecting too much. But just at least be entertaining. The Predator could have been entertaining. It had entertaining moments, but overall, it could have been a kick-ass movie side piece. But they dropped the ball of that. Now, Aliens. We got this TV series coming that's supposed to take place on Earth, and as long as they don't Dawson's Creek it. Uh, I'm all for it. Hopefully it's good. And Terminator, who knows what the fuck they're doing. All right. Omegon32 says, I'm 40. I don't think you're all that old. (laughs) Well, I totally get you. I totally understand. Uh, But what you don't know is, you know, maybe not in years I'm old, but from here down, it's, you know, there's been a lot of damage <laughs> over the years. <laughs> so I may not look 85, but if I have to get up and get some from the from the kitchen, I'm going to feel like 85 walking that way. So a lot, a lot of bones crackling, you know. <laughs> Severio, I thought that the Predator was okay. Yeah, there's people that like the Predator. 
there were some funny moments. I mean, even me, who hates the movie now, <laughs> uh, even I did in the review, though, I did find entertainment out of there. I just really think the movie fucked up bringing in big, large CGI Predator after the one Predator that actually looked cool and badass, they got rid of him and brought in CGI Predator. I think that's where the movie kind of lost me. Richie L., welcome. Well, thanks for loving my content. Thanks for hanging out, Richie. You rock. Let's see what we got here. Michael Coffey, endless sequels, money, but they're 99% shit. Where are the new ideas? Like, again, forget the name. The horror film that just got a sequel where any sound draws. Oh, okay, now I understand what you're talking about. You're talking about A Quiet Place. Uh, well, A Quiet Place is supposed to be getting a sequel, I think. Kind of prequel and then sequel. Because I think the, I think what they're going to do is maybe the first half of the movie, they kind of show how the alien invasion started. Uh, but that's supposed to come as well. So hopefully they don't fuck that up. Uh, but no, I agree with you. 99% of these reboots, remakes, and stuff, it's it's very rare you get something special, you know. Michael Coffey says, I'm 48, my wife's 47. You don't look a day over 44, sir. <laughs> well, thank you, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> Is that an insult? <laughs> I was kind of hoping you'd say, oh, you don't look over 35. And uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. Uh, well, thank you. Well, I feel 85. <laughs> now, you know what, Orlando? I feel bad. I feel bad. Have any of you guys seen Underwater? Me and OGP went to go see, and we did a review on Ready or Not, which is a fun movie. We went to go see Ready or Not, and we enjoyed it. Uh, but before Ready or, Not, Ready or Not started, they had trailers, and Underwater with Christian Stewart and Vincent Cassell um, came on. And we were laughing at it. Like, we were like, what the fuck is this bullshit alien ripoff? Like, what is this? You know, and the title, let's be honest here, it's not really the greatest title. It doesn't really capture you underwater right and we were laughing when that title came up we were like dude this looks like garbage what is his name and now for the past couple of months more and more people have watched underwater and they're saying it's a sleeper hit man they're saying it is an old a proper well done homage to alien but it does its own thing now it's not rated r it's pg-13 uh but they said you know it's legit. And here's the thing. They said even Christian Stewart's good in that movie. Here's the thing. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. I wish I didn't know. Something happens at the end. You might recognize what it is when, when it appears. When it appears, you might recognize what it is. I was watching something, and the person told me, basically the third act and what shows up. Once I heard that, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, I was like, really? That's who that's supposed to be? Really? And now I feel horrible. Now I feel bad making fun of the movie. Now I might actually buy it. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm going to watch it first because I got HBO Max and uh, it's on there. 
I heard it's legit. I heard it's legit. Uh, Balin said he loved it. Let's see. Oh, no. Oh, no. Balin's asking, did I see Love and Monsters? Severio says, one of my issues with the movie was the kid. I thought he was annoying. Oh, great. Great, goddammit. <laughs> I just rented that movie to watch it so I can review it for you guys. I still might. I'm probably going to still review it for you guys. But great. Now I know there's a fucking annoying kid in the movie. Great. Well, at least you're giving me a heads up, Severio. Wait, 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 wait. Unless, Severio, unless you're talking about A Quiet Place. Hold on. Hold on. Let me know if that's what you were talking about because there might be a... I was like, I just rented that damn movie. Let's see. Let me try to catch up to you guys. Gretel and Hansel is on my top 10 worst movies this year. Is it really that bad? <laughs> yeah, I heard the atmosphere was... I actually wanted to see that. I heard the atmosphere was good uh, for that movie but it just kind of fell flat in the third act. That's what I heard. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Michael Coffey, honest question for you and what you know of your lovely lovely lady, good sir. Do you and she agree or disagree on the creature feature idea of hide it or keep it hidden until the end? Believe it or not, it kind of works uh, both ways. If done well, you cannot show the creature until the end, and it still works. Um, a good example, you could take Alien and Aliens. Alien, you barely saw the creature at all when it, as fully formed adult creature, Alien. And then uh, you saw more in the third act. And then Aliens, you got a whole bunch of them running around, right? So if done right, it can work. It can definitely work. But it's got to be done right, though. But sometimes I would watch a movie and I'd be like, oh, once they showed it. You know what's a good example of that? Signs. Signs with Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. I really, when the first time I watched Signs, I really was into it. I really enjoyed it. I liked the movie's homage to Night of the Living Dead, uh, which was cool. But when they showed the fucking alien at the end, it ruined it. It ruined it. So that's a good example of them doing it wrong. Because it, you can only make, sometimes... It depends on the design. You can only make the alien so 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 scary. You know what I mean? Sometimes it can look freaky, like ah, and then sometimes they're just like, well, that just looks like a generic <laughs> alien. And I love when they, when the Walking Phoenix was fighting the alien at the end of the movie with the baseball bat, and you notice how the director was doing a really good job keeping it creepy when you would see a small reflection of the alien on the television set on like glasses or what it's around the room while walking Phoenix is fighting it. That worked great. I wish they would have just left, kept it like that. But then once you finally see the, I was like, Oh, you done fucked it up. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Ah, so. All right. So Orlando, see, we got more fans of underwater here, guys. Let's see here. Let me try to catch up to you guys' comments here. All right. What went wrong with the last RoboCop movie, and should that 
crossover with Dread plus Logan's run? Dread and Logan's run. Well, it's funny you brought up the Robocop reboot because join me tomorrow, guys. Wonderful, beautiful segue. <laughs> tomorrow, uh, join me and Master Chaos at 6 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to talk about the Robocop remake. And we're going to talk about Flatliners remake. Is it really that bad? Will be tomorrow. So stay tuned. Severus said he was talking about the Predator. Yes. Okay. Yes. The kid was annoying. Yes. Yes. I oh hated, hated the kid. Supposedly that kid's a really good actor too, but what they gave him to do in that movie was retarded. Let's see. We can't catch up with you guys here. Let's see. Jesus, what's cracking? Welcome to the stream. It says Robocop reboot was awful. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, Sean, we're going to talk about it tomorrow. Now, just because we talk about a movie, we can agree that it's not a great movie, but is it really as bad as the critics rate it? That's kind of like the point of the series. Like we could like like today with Beverly Hills Ninja and Psychics, they're not great comedies, but there's enough fun. You can have enough fun in it. You can get something out of those movies and enjoy them for what they are, but there's no way they're as low as 10%. And I believe Beverly Hills Ninja was 14. I mean, that's ridiculously low, so... We'll find out about Robocop and Flatliners tomorrow. Let's see. What do we got here? Michael Coffey says, Please, good samurai, to upload any and all times you go to the amazing fan toy store. <laughs> that I know is like two to three hours away. Man, that place is... Yeah, I know. If you guys have not seen the, the Christmas shopping out and about video with uh, Retro Leo, we check out this comic book store. Uh, down towards San Diego, and it's like, pfft, it's ridiculous what they got in there, man. Like, felt like a little kid again on there. But yeah, I, w I wish that store was uh, up the street or not too far, but I'll probably return. I'll probably go back one day, maybe do some more vlogging or just go back to shop. We'll see what happens. Yeah, back to the RoboCop question. I'll at least give you guys this. I'll at least give you guys this. When uh, it was announced and we found out that it wasn't PG, uh, we found out that it wasn't R-rated. We already, me and Leia Fatball was like, <sighs> like we were already done with it. But some good actors in there that we like. You know, we like Gary Oldman, Michael Keaton, Samuel Jackson, and uh, Rorschach from Watchmen. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, but we, when we watched it the first time, we didn't, we didn't like it. I think Lady Fatbud kind of fell asleep a little and I didn't really like it. There were a few things we did like about it, but, uh, we watched a really bad bootleg though. And that kind of hurt the watching the viewing experience. So, uh, as a gag gift, I bought it for Lady Fatbud. I got it. I found it on Blu-ray for like $4. It was like a gag gift for her. Uh, which I do, I do, I tort, I tort, I like torturing her from time to time to time <laughs> uh, for fun. It, it amuses me. Uh, don't worry, I get punched in the arm later. But uh, so we actually own it 
So now I get to revisit it for the first time. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. That way I can prepare for the discussion later, uh, 6 p.m. tomorrow. So we'll see. But, yeah, the first time I I wasn't really feeling it. So, But that was a long time ago. We'll see what happens. Jesus says, love your channel. Well, thanks, Jesus. Uh, my question for you is, what's your favorite film of yours? You worry you worry we'll get the Hollywood reboot treatment. Well, it kind of already happened. (laughs) Kind of it already happened in a way, uh, but we were just talking about it earlier. The Predator! Uh, Even though it wasn't technically a reboot, um, it it was, I mean, it wasn't technically a remake. Obviously, it wasn't a remake. But they were trying to reboot the franchise and start fresh with a brand new story, and uh, they failed. <laughs> Let's see here. Woo Bear, what's cracking? We got Woo Bear in stream. Welcome. Uh, Sean Holmes says, Oh, but hold on before I go to Sean Holmes' question. I do have one for you. I do have one for you, Jesus. The Warriors. The Warriors. That's right. Come out and play. The Warriors. For years, they have been teasing a remake. That I'm scared they're gonna because there's you can't, you cannot remake the Warriors. You can homage it, sure, but you can't. You can't. That movie was perfect for its time, sealed and done. That's it. You can't. You can't do it. But I've for years I've all I heard Ridley Ridley Scott, but Tony Scott was a part of it, and someone wanted to write the script. But they've been they've been teasing it for years, so I have a feeling they're gonna they're gonna fuck that up. So there you go, Jesus. Severia wants Gamera to get the Hollywood treatment. Dang it! Are you sure? <laughs> what do you mean by Hollywood treatment? You talking about production value? Because, sure, production value, sure. But I don't know about um, <laughs> script and all that. Oh, here's another. Yeah, Michael Coffey, you're on it. Uh, Big Trouble Little China is another one. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> I did a skit on the channel like years ago when the rumor first came up. Oh, man. You just can't, you can't remake Big Trouble Little China. You can't do it. And I think they realized they couldn't uh, because when that rumor was surfacing around and it got such bad feedback from fans that all of a sudden they're like, well, okay, it's not a, um, it's not a remake, but it takes place in the same universe. Like, <laughs> like and the rock, Oh, he's not going to play Jack Burton. Now he's going to be some other guy, but it takes place in that same area. You know? So I think they were backtracking. You know, I think they they panicked there, but who knows? Who knows with Hollywood? You never know. Abriel says, nope, you can't remake the Warriors. That's right. All right. Thoughts on Wonder Woman 84. Video will be uploaded tomorrow, music and movies, so stay tuned. Review will be up tomorrow. Let's see here. I am scared that they will reboot Red Scorpion. They they won't. <laughs> You know, I like Red Scorpion. It's fun, but they they won't. I I highly doubt that. 
All right, Trado, get some dinner, bro. Have a good one. Richie L. He goes, I just rewatched Big Trouble uh, the other night on cable. They had a Kurt Russell marathon, and it was straight on after Escape from New York. That's awesome. Jesus says, would love to see a video of yours and Lady Fat Blood's top five films that should never be remade or rebooted. Oh, wow. No, we have not done that. That's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. I know Jaws will be on Lady Fat Bloods. So <laughs> it would definitely be on there. Oh, Sean. Ah, uh, man. I have to give a a, a brief apology chat. Um, there was a video we filmed like way back, like the middle of this year, maybe. I think it was a while back this year. And uh, I was trying to start another new series called Versus Series. I'm sure you may have heard me mention it once in a while. We actually filmed uh, a Versus Series episode with Bloodshot versus the Old Guard. And the reason why I put them together is like, Two live-action properties based off of a comic book where both, you know, protagonists can regenerate. And that's when we, we put them together. And uh, it was a fun video. It was good. It took me forever to edit. But unfortunately, when we uploaded it to YouTube, um, the sound, we don't know what happened, but something's wrong. And we tried it again, and the sound's off. And I don't know why. I don't think it's something wrong with our editing machine or what. So... It's still around. I'm still, I might still plan on it because it's been so long. So it's one of, it's one of those, we're kind of far away from it now. So it's kind of like, maybe we should just move on. Um, but uh, we'll see. Um, if I give it another, sh if I give it another shot and edit it from scratch, I got to do it all over again now um, and upload it again. And there's still problems. Then we're probably going to just, kill it will we revisit the uh idea of a versus series we'll see it will see what depends i'm too busy doing this series right now let's see snake Pliskin for president mark flores what's going on brother what's going on hanging out let's see here uh, Michael Coffey says they tried to remake the goat Hitchcock's film cycle. Yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> nothing. That's true. You're, I agree. Nothing is safe. Nothing is safe. Even though we say it's impossible for them to redo it. They just may do it. <laughs> oh boy. Now, speaking of reboots, I heard Suspiria was actually pretty good. So I heard if you go into Suspiria and you're fans of the original, and you if you go into it expecting it to be a really, really, really good remake, you're going to hate it. But then I heard if you go into it, it's expecting a reboot, a story telling its, it's, telling its own story, it's good. 
So let me let me let me guys let me guys know. Let me know, guys, in the comments if I should check out Suspiria reboot. I have not seen it yet. Some people really like it, some people hate it. So, but it depends on what you're what you're expecting, I think. So but that's what I heard. It does its own thing. It doesn't try to re like shot for shot remake the original. So Michael Coffey said, okay, Jesus says Suspiria was a good remake. All right. Michael says, heard the same on Suspiria, but we love the original so much. We did not want to see it, but we have a few friends who liked it. Okay. So, yeah, there's people that like it. So, <laughs> Abriel says, I fear Hollywood sometimes with reboots. <laughs> you know, in a way, if you want to cheat, Jurassic World was kind of a reboot of the franchise in a way. Uh, not necessarily a remake of the first movie, but yeah. Did anyone hate the the the, the Jurassic World movie that came out after? What was it called? I can't remember it. We reviewed it too, and I still can't remember the name of that movie. That was horrible. That was horrible. Norzoth, what's going on? How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. Just hanging out with the family. We've got 30 pe- almost 30 people watching right now, hanging out. Uh, we started with a pretty good conversation with Retro Leo, talking about, uh, is it really that bad? Sidekicks and Beverly Hills Ninja, based off of the really extremely low Rotten Tomato scores. And they, they survived. They're both not great movies, but they're fun for what they are, and they're no way as low as 10%. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Oh, Severio liked Fallen Kingdom. All right. Hey, there's nothing wrong with liking it. I also enjoyed uh, uh, Bryce, you know, Bryce's ass was very well done. <laughs> no CGI needed to enhance that. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> All right. Michael. Oh, thanks a lot, brother. Says had to pay for the right to ask this question. Plus, we won't be able to do more till January. Short story, please, and how you and Lady Fat first met. Oh no! Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. Oh my goodness. Ah, uh, well, she felt sorry for me, and no, <laughs> no, she's actually uh, related to uh, my best friend from high school, the cranky critic. Uh, she's his cousin, so every time I would go over his house and. Uh, uh, to kind of visit the family or just hang out. It'd be really rare. I'd see her once in a while, but I didn't, I, I just, you know, I was basically at around that time when I was young, I was basically Jonathan Brandis. Like I was a pussy. <laughs> I was Jonathan Brandis. He was like running away. She doesn't like me. No, I wasn't that bad. I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just, she was out of my league. Like there was no way, you know, I, that's kind of how I looked at it. And then, but it's bizarre. It shows the nerd love connection. The bizarre thing happened, uh, and this went on for years. Like, because you know, it's kind of his family member. So remember, that's a no-no. You can't, uh, your your homie, your best bud. You can't be getting with his family. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's his, his cousin, it's still kind of a no-no. Um, but um, for a year, you know, a couple of years went by, and it was a high and hello type of meeting. Hey, how you doing? That's it. 
And then one day I got extremely lucky and found out uh, that she was a big fan of anime. So there was an anime convention coming up and uh, I invited her to come with me and I drive her and a couple of other buddies out there to the convention. And we started talking on the phone and uh, then she felt sorry for me. And I was, <laughs> she realized I was a nice guy and gave me a shot. There you go. There you go. I got lucky. So there you go. There's your story. Will we see that lucky lady of your, <laughs> no, she's asleep right now. So she'll be up later. Well, we appreciate that, Michael. Thank you. All right. Balin says, thoughts on District B-13, a 2004 version. The good version, right? The French version of the raid. <laughs> I enjoyed District B-13, man. The whole uh, phenomenon uh, when that movie came out was with the, uh, oh, man, my brain is just not working. Help me out, uh, Balin. Not free falling. What is it? Well, they're running around like ninjas and shit, running up walls and doing jumps. And what was the, what is what is the term? Help me out, guys. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's very popular now. The guys are insane. Like just running on the. Thank you, thank you, Balin. The parkour, parkour. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Um, phenomenon was especially really very popular around that movie came out. More so after that movie came out. And I believe that one of the innovators, the creators of parkour, he's one of the stars in uh, District B-13. The, the I enjoyed it. The stunts and stuff were nuts, man. I enjoyed it. The The sequel, I don't know, something, the sequel definitely had its moments of uh, fun action, but something lacked in the sequel. Now, I didn't even bother watching the remake <laughs> with Paul Walker, rest in peace. And the same guy from the original parkour, he's in there doing, I think he's playing the same character, similar. And RZA, okay? Let, let me get this off my chest right now. Love RZA, love the Wu-Tang. The guy is talented. He's a talented artist, composer, but stop doing martial arts. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> He was ter he was terrible in the protector too with Tony Jaw. Just no, I can't take him seriously. I can't do it. I can't do it. Surprisingly, though, I actually, as kind of a guilty pleasure, I actually didn't mind uh the man, what is it, the man with the iron fist? Um, the man with the golden fist or something like that. With the I didn't mind that movie because it was kind of an homage to like Shaw Brothers films and stuff. And I think the cast. Russell Crowe and everyone else, I think kind of made the movie more watchable and it wasn't just him. He almost, His character, even though it was supposed to be the star, his character kind of felt like a, a, you know, like a co-star, really. He didn't really feel like he was a star of the movie. So I don't know. That, that was okay, but <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, The Man of the Iron Fist. Yeah, I actually kind of liked it. I know. I know. But uh, I think it was like the whole the whole package kind of made the movie more fun than, uh, but yeah, district B 13 was fun. Do I like the descent movies? I absolutely love the original, the descent, uh, with the real ending, not the 
Disneyfied ending of the American release. Not that, yeah, they totally changed the ending over here. It was terrible. Uh, but yeah, Melee Fablet, huge fans. Neil, Neil Marshall, the director, and you know, director of my favorite werewolf movie of all time, Dog Soldiers. Um, hated the sequel <laughs> because the sequel is basically the whole entire sequel is based off the Disney ending. So if you like the Disney ending of the first one, then you might like the second one. But we were just like, boo. But yeah, I love the first one, though. Woo Bear goes, uh, what are your thoughts on the Mortal Kombat remake film set to be released next year? I, I, We need to hurry up and see something. Like We need to see some screenshots. I have faith in the cast, though. Uh, the cast is pretty badass. So we're going to have some legitimate martial art actors in here. Like We're going to have some legit people here. Um, so that's a good that's a good sign. So I'm positive about that. But we need to see some, you know, if we can't get a trailer, at least give us some screenshots or, you know, at least concept art of what their outfits are going to look like or something. You know, hopefully we get that soon. All right. Are you looking forward to the Disney reboot of the Shogun miniseries? I didn't even know that was happening. Really? <laughs> oh my god! You know, I—it's been so long. I don't remember that show. Uh, I remember Toshida Munfune was in that, and I remember it was really popular. It was huge. It used to come on TV a lot. I remember it was—it was like a big deal. I do remember that, but it's been so long. Um, and I was really young when that show was on too, so it's not like I watched it a lot. <laughs> But no, I did not know they're rebooting it. So, Michael Coffey says uh, the real ending was her waking up to the, to be levels and levels still underground with those creatures. Yes, you have seen the real ending. It's a lot better and fitting ending than the Disney version. Yes, the Disney version is so bad; it doesn't even make any sense. I have seen High Tension. Very interesting movie. Probably the 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 killer in that movie though is like one of the best. <laughs> like it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, if you're into slasher movies and that watch High Tension for at least that part of it. Let's see. Wu Bear says it well, it better be R-rated. That'd be horrible. Talk about Mortal Kombat here. Let me catch up to you guys here. Dog Soldiers is so good. That's right, Jesus. That's right. Let me see here. It's a good question right here. Does anyone think that Seth Rogen's Green Hornet should have been given a sequel follow-up? You know, believe it or not, I don't hate that movie. I actually own it on Blu-ray. I got it for really cheap, though. Um, I like... And the only reason I bought that movie was... Uh, I like Cato. I thought Cato was badass in the movie. And there was little little shades and nods to Bruce Lee in there, which was fun. The problem with Green Hornet, which make which keeps it from making it great and not just a fun little serviceable action comedy, is you don't know what kind of comedy they're going for. Are they are they parroting the old show? Is the, are they is the, is the, is, the, is it a parody of the old show? Uh, or shows like that? 
or is a serious reboot. And I, f- I think the movie had trouble finding the balance to that. Either go all in and just be a straight kung fu comedy from beginning to end, or make it a serious, no jokes, serious reboot, right? I think the movie tried to mix both, and it felt uneven, you know? Uh, I mean, come on, you have Christoph Waltz, who's the master playing villains, but he plays this character called Bloodnovsky because he thinks it sounds cool. But obviously, that's supposed to be comedy. <laughs> uh, but um, I don't know. I don't know. Does it deserve a sequel? Uh, I would say maybe if the maybe if the first one was great, then yeah. But it was such a mixed bag, and I wonder if I wonder if one of the reasons why it was mixed was because Stephen Chow—that's right, the legend. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle and Shaolin Soccer originally was supposed to be Kato or or be involved. And for some reason, they kicked him out or he left due to creative differences. And I think that's probably maybe why the movie couldn't find that balance of comedy and action. I think it was just, oh, we're serious reboot now. Because think, think about it. Seth Rogen is kind of a... He's kind of the Beverly Hills ninja throughout the movie. He's just the bumbling rich guy who's not, you know, thinks of himself. He's not a crime fighter until Cato kind of, who's really the hero. Cato's kind of like showing him, hey, man, you need to do something more beyond yourself. And then he starts fighting at the end and proves his worth, right? But at the end, when he goes into Cato vision, there's no reason for him to go into Cato vision. But at the very end, it's all serious film that he's doing all this action and this is kind of like well this came the fuck out of nowhere <laughs> where the fuck did this come from so that's what i'm saying a movie it, it couldn't it had a it couldn't find the balance the perfect balance of action comedy they should have just went action comedy from beginning to end but like i said i don't hate it chudnovsky is that what it was i thought it was blood <laughs> it was bloodnovsky i might be wrong now Woo Bear says, would be fun to see. Uh, let me try to find his comment. I lost him there. It would be fun to see Green Hornet going down the kick-ass route of reboot. See, that I think that would have worked. Uh, kick-ass, they, that first one, is one of, my, one of my favorites. I love that movie. Um, that got the balance right. That had the brutal, violent action. When it was time to be serious, it's time to be serious. With and it was time to be funny, it was time to be funny, and they did it right. I do, I do agree. Uh, the Walt uh, Norzoth that Waltz was wasted in this, it seemed like he was playing an awkward parody of his villain characters in other movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's like, How do you fuck that up, Spectre? That's right, I'm looking at you, Spectre. <laughs> Uh, Michael Coffey says, you, sir, have seen more and uh, seen better kung fu flicks than I. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. With this in mind, I ask, what, where do you think Bruce Lee would be now as an actor? Would he have broken through? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when when you're talking Flash, right? On screen, Bruce Lee was a badass for his time. Uh, the firecography and the things he was doing was way ahead of his time, way ahead of his time. When you when you look at traditional martial arts films around that time, still good. I mean, there were Shaw Brothers movies around that time, right? And I think 
there was a Shaw Brother movie that did better in Hong Kong than Enter the Dragon. Isn't that crazy? I believe it came out at the same time Enter the Dragon came out, and that Shaw Brothers film, I can't remember which one it was, did better. Even the Hong Kong audience, as much as they loved, you know, Bruce Lee. You know, I don't know if they thought Into the Dragon was a little bit too Americanized. I don't know, but for some reason it didn't do as well over there. Over obviously over here is a big hit. And it sucks that Bruce wasn't still around to see the fruits of his labor. But uh fight choreography wise, for for the time, nobody was bouncing around throwing jabs like a boxer. Nobody was doing that in a traditional martial arts move. Especially a period piece like Fist of Fury was, you know, aka Chinese Connection. Nobody was doing that. And I was reading, I haven't finished it, but I highly recommend Bay Logan's book on called Bruce Lee and I. Highly recommend that book. But it's fascinating how different things were back then. They legitimately, when uh, when he was doing, when he was filming The Big Boss, the producers and everyone ran to Raymond Chow begging him like we cannot use this guy we cannot use bruce lee as the star he did you see what he's doing with the fire choreography he's throwing one punch and one kick and the guy's falling down we can't we can't work with this can you believe that <laughs> that's hilarious because they're used to more of a kind of like the opera style of of my martial arts fire choreography and the fans that enjoy that they want a long prolonged Let's do all different types of techniques, type of fight. And I love those types of fights too. But Bruce Lee was bringing the more realistic aspect to it. So when he would just do would just do that and the guy would fall down, the, the choreographers were like, they're not used to that. And I, that, it's so bizarre. Like, it's so fascinating. Like, seriously, you got to read his book. It's called Bruce Lee and I. I I'm, I'm halfway. Um but yeah, and a lot of the trampoline stuff, like if you see kind of the comedic stuff where Bruce Lee would kind of jump around trampoline stuff or he would knock a guy through a wall and you see the cartoon cutout of the guy, that wasn't Bruce Lee's idea. But to show respect to the old to the old school, you know, fight choreographer that was there, he was a veteran, to show some respect, he kind of had to play ball. So anything wacky and over the top you see in Bruce Lee movies, most likely that wasn't his decision, right? Like in uh, Fist of Fury, Chinese Connection, you know that part where after the iconic, you know, throwing kick, 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 just kick it. It was all in one take, and he kicks like seven or eight dudes, right? Beautifully shot. This, you know, Fist of Fury is my favorite Bruce Lee movie. And then later, you notice he grabs two guys. He grabs them like this, and he picks them up like this and spins around, and obviously he's holding dummies, right? <laughs> and then throws the guys, right? Wasn't Bruce Lee's idea. But the Hong Kong audience wants to see things that are fantastical. They want to see people jump on trampolines and fly through the air. And like I said, that's all good fun. I enjoy, you know, wire foo films if done if done right. I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy old school Shaw Brothers and, and stuff like that. But Bruce Lee kind of had to play ball. Look at every single fight scene Bruce Lee is in with Fist of Fury when it's him, despite the wacky stuff, when it's just him. And then look at all the other fight scenes without Bruce Lee throughout that movie. It's night and day. And that's because around that time, you know, Mr. Excuse me. The big boss became an unexpected hit. And um, Bruce Lee had a little bit more, Okay, a little more leeway now. 
All right, they have confidence in me. So every fight I'm in, I'm choreographing. But to show respect, the old school kung fu veteran choreographer could do the rest. So when you see everybody else fighting a movie, it's chop, move, chop. Very basic, right? Old school style. Still fun to watch. But when Bruce, then Bruce Lee's like doing arm bars and shit. <laughs> well, not him, not him, but the guy he's fighting, <laughs> the Russian guy. He's doing like an arm bar on him. I mean, this is back in what? This is old school. Like nobody was doing arm bars. You know, like that wasn't popular, right? Bruce Lee using dirty tactics. You think a hero of any movie would bite his opponent? Nobody's seen anything like that. Bruce Lee bit his opponent to get out. You know, it was used by any means necessary. But him bouncing around, because he was a big fan of Muhammad Ali, and he bounced around and would jab. And nobody's seen that shit, dude. Nobody. Now, as fire and movies have evolved since since then, um, obviously, if you compare a guy like Scott Atkins' martial arts ability in terms of Flash, obviously, he's very different from Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee's very basic. You're not gonna see you're not gonna see Bruce Lee doing turnaround, split leg kick, and then kicking a guy on the way down. It's just that's not Bruce Lee. That's not what he does. Uh, but, um, I still think, uh, his charisma and his on-screen presence, uh, would have still, he still would have been a treat to watch, uh, making movies after that. And don't forget, he almost went to Shaw Brothers. There's photos of him in period piece type of outfits and the hair and all that. So you, you never know, uh, where he would have ended up in, but. Uh, he is an innovator where you, whether you're fans of him or not, he was, Bruce Lee was way ahead of his time, but yeah, check out that book. You're not going to believe like, that's why James Tien, uh, old school veteran, Hong Kong martial arts star. That's why he was brought in for the big boss because they were not confident that Bruce Lee <laughs> was going to be a, a lead. Yeah. So they brought him in and they kind of tested the waters and, uh, you know, luckily for us. Bruce Lee won them over in the end, and uh, the rest is history. Sorry, I kind of went too long, but this is a, it's just a fascinating thing when you're reading the book. Like, it's just like, wow, the guy just does one punch and the guy falls down. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, Michael Coffey says it was said Bruce had to had eight to 12 fights each film from all the young punks at the time wanting to see if they could beat Bruce Lee in a fight. This is true. I mean, we don't know the amount of number, but you got to remember, especially around the big boss, I think it was Lam Ching Ying, who I'm a big fan of. You know, he's in the Prodigal Son and Mr. Vampire uh, movies. Great guy, but he's, he's a badass stuntman. And, you know, the Hong Kong stuntmen are fucking badasses. They can, they can hold their own. And you got to remember, Bruce Lee came from... From in their eyes, they see child actor Bruce Lee because he grew up making some movies. You know, his father was an actor and he grew up making movies as a child. So they saw child actor Bruce and then the Green Hornet, you know, Cato kind of got him over a little bit. But they, you know, they're like, this guy's going to be the badass lead. So he was, it's pretty legit and it's not a made up story that Bruce Lee was tested on set. He was tested and uh, nobody fucked with him after a few moments and when i uh here's a good example i uh went to go down i went into hollywood 
went down to Hollywood, sorry, many years ago because they were re-releasing Sammo Hong's Pedicab Driver on the big screen. And that's a Sammo Hong classic. It's a good movie. Um, and Sammo Hong was there, and that's where I got a chance to meet Sammo. But it was just for a quick picture. Like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't talk to him or anything because they, they were moving him out of the theater. Uh, but I do have a picture with him. But he was really nice. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. Um, but And Benny the Jedekitas was there, too, and I, I met him. But while before we started the movie, Samuel got up and did like a little live Q&A. And he talked about when he met Bruce Lee on the set of Enter the Dragon, right? He, I mean, Samuel Hung, think about this. Think about this. He's a legend, right? He's a martial arts legend. He's done it all. Stuntman, everything. He's done everything, right? Why would he put his reputation on the line and talking about how he kind of tested Bruce Lee one day and lost. Why would he tell that story? Right. You'd think a, a guy, you think the guy would be like, yeah, man, I met Bruce Lee one day in the alleyway. He was going to get some, he was trying to get some subway, you know what I'm saying? You know, and I, you know, I went the other way and, you know, he looked at me, I looked at him. I was like, what's up, Bruce? You know what I'm saying? Did a little foot sweep, dropped him on his ass, you know, and then I picked him up because, you know, I felt bad. You think, you think that would be the conversation, right? <laughs> Um, we're talking about Bruce Lee, Dog Soldier, and uh, Samuel Hung said live in front of the whole big audience. He said live that he uh, tried to test Bruce, and he said, "This is his words." He says, "By the time he got his now, remember Samuel doesn't have to do this, right? But he he's honest." Samuel said, "By the time he he tried to kick Bruce, he said by the time he he had his knee up to right here." Bruce's foot was already here. And this, this is coming from Samuel Hung in front of a live audience. <laughs> so, he, I mean, he didn't kick him in the face, but he just wanted to prove a point. And then they both, you know, like, oh, wait, you're fast. And he's like, oh, you're, you know, you're good too. And they got a mutual respect a little bit. But, um, you know, everybody knows. Everybody knows, you know, Bruce Lee's legit. But, uh. I know this whole stream has turned into Bruce Lee. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Just so many fascinating stories about the guy, man. All right. Let me get back to you guys. Sorry. Uh, it says, Jackie Chan to this day refers to Samuel Hung as big brother. And he went to the same school Jackie trained in a few, when he was a few years older. Martial law was a fun show too. Yeah, it was. Until they turned it into rush hour. <laughs> I was all in with Marshall Law, man. And it's not, he had good chemistry with Arsenio Hall, but I mean, obviously they did that for rush hour. But I could have, I could have sworn, I might be wrong. I watched a Marshall Law episode and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It was like a guy that was really good at uh, hypnosis. And <laughs> I got to the part of the show and I just turned it. I was like, no, man, I'm done. I should have kept watching just for, for comedic purposes. Uh, I was mainly watching because Kelly Who was uh, on the show. That was real, real reason I was watching. To be honest, uh, but I remember the hip hypnosis guy. I remember him running up and just randomly talking to people. You know, Mark, you have 15 years training of kung fu, and going up to this other guy's ear and going, "You know, <laughs> 30 years of ninjutsu or something like that." And then they were doing like perfect martial arts fighting Samoan, and I was like. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I turned into a, a guy from a Scorsese movie. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I was like, what? And it wasn't for comedy purposes. Like, maybe for comedy purposes. 
I was like, oh my god. I remember the show was was on fire. I remember even MTV. I know they're a very credible source, right? But I remember their their award show. I think Samuel Hung got like best newcomer for TV show or something like that. Like it, the, the show was fire at first, and then I was just like, oh god. Yeah, that happened, Chad. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Kung Fu hypnosis. <laughs> All right. Let me get back to you guys. All right. Let's see here. Yes, that was a legit show for martial law. <laughs> so she's aware. Yeah. <laughs> You never know, though, because I remember there were some fights. He, he fought. I remember, I think Mark DeCascos was on there, and they fought. And I think Oliver Grunner was on there, and they fought, too. Uh, like I said, I would I, if I could find the show for, like, really cheap, I'd probably buy it. But there were some episodes, like the ones I mentioned, man. I was like, what? What is happening? Let me go back up a little bit. Uh, was Iron Monkey, the movie, good enough for a sequel? Yes. Unfortunately, the sequel it got was not good. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if that's really a sequel, but it's called Iron Monkey 2, and Donnie Yen's in it. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> it would have been it would have been good if, you know, if they kept it the same, but they kind of changed the... I think it wasn't in modern day. I don't know, man. I just remember like what is happening. Uh, Michael says a great idea for the was the film that bad series. Is it really that bad series? Is it we like it though? Most hated it. Movie is called The Phantom by the criminally underrated Billy Zane. Well, well, Michael. I was trying to keep it a secret, uh, but you have brought it because you're such a you're such a, a badass from the movie Dojo Army and have supported the army. Hmm. I'll let's just say it's very possible that the Phantom will be on a future. Is it really that bad episode? I'll just I'll tell you that much. It's a possibility. <laughs> Dog Soldier says, "Person, uh, he goes personally. I didn't like the the Phantom. <laughs> Zane was better in Tales from the Crypt. He was, he was. The Tales from the Crypt role might be the best role in his career. That's so hilarious. However, I think the Phantom is worth revisiting. So let's, let's see what happens." Sean Holmes uh, says, "Phantom, great question." Woo Bear says, "The Phantom is not bad." Gabriel, secrets out the bag. It's out of the bag. Damn it. Uh, Acne Goji was cracking. Says, uh, Samurai Guy, you think they should make a movie trilogy adaptation of Call of Duty? You know, I'm surprised they have not made any Call of Duty movies. Because you think it would have been a cheap cash-in 
ah, uh, low budget, cheap video game type movie, put Call of Duty over the name and, you know, and this is get it out there. You think they, you think as long as Call of Duty has been around and, and still popular to this day, you think they would have made one. So I remember that, what was the name? I don't know if you guys know, there was a live action movie that came out about, and it, it supposedly starred real soldiers. And you could tell because there are heroes in real life, but they're not actors. Like you could tell <laughs> I am a soldier and I soldier. Like, I mean, the acting is like terrible. Like you could tell, but supposedly they're legit soldiers. I think they use real ammo, but it was a movie that came out like maybe help me out guys. It was released in mainstream theater. And I remember at one point it kind of had a first person view a little bit. Valor. Was it Valor? I think you're right. Brolicon. I think that was the one. Was it Valor or was something Valor? Here, let me, uh, I got an IMDb right here. Hold on. There it is. Act of Valor 2012. Yes, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Thank you, guys. Act of Valor. That's what it was. Yeah, I could have sworn at one point there was like, not like first-person shooter action sequence like Doom the movie, but they, they showed the guns from like this angle. I thought that was like their bootleg way of trying to capitalize on the Call of Duty movies. Act of Valor was not good, by the way. Props and respect to our real soldiers that defend us, but <laughs> something was, it's just... It was, it was real soldiers the movie. It just, it just was so bland. Um, but <laughs> there's, I think there's some fans of Active Valor. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. All right, we got here. Overlord could have been a good Call of Duty Zombies movies. Yeah, I could see that. But that was my problem with Overlord is it didn't have enough. That was my problem with that movie. Overlord, it's Overlord's a good movie. Very well made. Like, I enjoyed Overlord. But I wanted it. I wanted. I was waiting for them to kick it into high gear. Let's go. Let's go crazy. Let's go nuts. And kind of held back a little bit, unfortunately. Still a good movie, though. Uh, Michael says, uh, hold on to me. Oh, you know what? Damn it. I just realized the time. Damn it. I don't have to. I wish I didn't have to go, but I just just realized what time it is. (laughs) Well, chat. I, ext- I extended it for another hour just for you guys, just to hang out, talk to the movie dojo army, the movie lover badasses, and it was fun talking. I know I rambled a little bit with the Bruce Lee stuff, but it was it was so fascinating. I just had to tell you guys about that book and uh, what's featured in there. Uh, but thanks for hanging out on today's stream. Don't forget tomorrow, guys. I should have the Wonder Woman uh, video review up and um, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Me and Master Chaos are going to talk about the RoboCop remake. Is it really that bad? And Flatliners. uh, It was really that bad. So come back and uh, see us. We'll see you guys later. All right, guys. Take care.